Will Michael Pittman Jr. be suspended for a full year? Total speculation at this point, but the rumors are spreading around like wildfire. We're here to break down whether it's even Michael Pittman Jr. that's in the middle of all this, because if you've been living under a rock for the last hour, uh, the Colts potentially could be in some trouble. Here's this report right here, and then we're going to kick off the intro, take your phone calls in a little bit, but the, the sportshandle.com is reporting that an unnamed Colts player is under investigation for wagering activities, and the rumor is that it's Michael Pittman. Why? I'll break it all down. The Fantasy Football Show begins right now. Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. From the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, here is your breaking news. So, breaking news uh, it happened kind of at the end of our show, or I don't know, maybe like 10 minutes before, 30 minutes before we ended. I don't even know. Uh, the, the last show, but we thought we'd come by and do a, a new compartmentalized video on this topic because it needs its own video. It needs its own addressing. It needs its own uh, speculation, phone calls, you name it. So file on in, get your uh, get your questions answered, whether they're, they're relating to this topic or, or another. But this news right here, and ESPN's even reporting this right now, uh, the NFL is investigating an unnamed Colts player for possible violations of the league's gambling policy. And there's a lot of speculation that it is this man right here, Michael Pittman Jr. Now, why might this be the case? Well, it was interesting that the Colts signed veteran free agent wide receiver Bashard Perryman and waived uh, Tyler Adams. Bringing in a wide receiver is obviously, I think, the the, the beginnings of the speculative piece to this um, where it all originated was the signing of a wide receiver. And sometimes teams have a lot have a little bit of a head start and a lead on something like this. And then you look back in retrospect and say to yourself, oh, that's why they signed that guy. Bama dropping a $20 hauler, initiating the first Super Chat wattage. And by the way, I got a special, a little special something for Bama. We've got, we've got the new money machine back the make it rain machine is back and bama is going to be the first individual to get to try it out because no one dropped the 20 dollars holler on the last uh stream we just did an hour ago bama is the first and let me tell you something this may this thing we had to dial it back my brother put a battery on the back of this uh had my brother jimmy rig this on the back of it that was so powerful for this little device here it burned the motor out within a couple i don't know it was like a week or two and so we had to dial back the the wattage a little bit. We re removed uh, recycled some of the power over to a, a a light and power supply. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we've got lights. We've got lights, camera, action. We got a twenty dollar hauler by Bama. Let's go! Alert! Super chat alert! Alert. Super chat alert. Bama to the moon says, Sup, Smitty. Let's get this kicked off the right way. Hit the thumbs up, people, on the way in the door. Bama knows how to, to, to throw a party. He got the first ever uh, 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 money machine. Money. 
What are we calling this thing? What do you guys want to call this thing? It looks like it came straight from Back to the Future. Looks like it has a a, uh, uh, a Nintendo uh, motherboard here. It's got a, a motherboard on top, believe it or not, with an oscillating uh, component here that, that, that regulates the Mega Component Timekeeper. And then on the top, it's got lighting. Lighting, ladies and gentlemen. Lighting. This bad boy is fully ready to go. And it is available per $20 Super Chat if you want to throw one out. Um, what do we call it? What do we call it? Okay, so let's get back to this real quick and just say that is there any is there any news uh, at all that supports that this is Michael Pittman? It's going to be suspended. Do we even know if a player is going to be spent, suspended a full year? Do we even know if a player bet on the NFL games? Or is this another situation where Jamison Williams, he was using a, a, the gambling apps on facility. Maybe he was a couple feet on facility. Maybe he was on the bus. We don't know what happened, but Jamison Williams was using gaming apps and betting on sports, not football. Maybe it was college basketball. Maybe it was NBA. Maybe it was something else not related to football, obviously, or college football. But I, I don't believe it was football at all for Jamison Williams. But because he was betting on facility, he was suspended six games. We don't know. We have no idea if someone's going to be suspended for like six games for betting on sports, violating the policy, not on football, but betting on sports on facilities. Then it's just another six-game suspension for whatever player this is. If this player is betting on football, then it's a whole other thing, and we're going to see a year-long suspension minimum for the next player. And I wouldn't be shocked if the NFL started taking a harder-line stance on this to stop, stop this recurring theme. But it's rumored to be Michael Pittman. There are a bunch of people, I think, just saying that because the Colts did sign a a wide receiver. Uh, They brought in Brashard Perriman, but I think that we're making a leap there. I think we need to stay kind of uh, where we're at and, and kind of hold until we know more information. But there are a lot of people speculating. Um... Yeah, uh, uh, Rodgers, uh, cornerback. There are a lot of people speculating different things, but we have no concrete information whatsoever to go on yet. So let's hang tight. I've got my Twitter feeds, all my alerts refreshing every single moment. Um, the the comments are going crazy on the ESPN post. If you look at ESPN on Twitter, you'll see that this this post right here, the comments are going crazy. The first one you see is this Michael Pittman, okay? And it's a meme. It's somebody creating a meme, people spreading that rumor. Uh, other people said the Burchard Perriman signing is awfully uh, uh, coincidental. You've got Leonardo DiCaprio getting involved going... <laughs> We've got all kinds of Twitter comments. Never lose. They're always undefeated. Always undefeated. And and I do scroll through these. And 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 you, you see all kinds of memes that have Colts wide receiver Michael Pittman Jr. is the guy. It's Pittman. It's Pittman. It's Michael Pittman. Look at the look at the, the comments all over the place. It's Pittman. It's Pittman. It's Michael Pittman. It's it's a cornerback. It's a defensive player. It's Michael Pittman. It's uh it, it's the it's the GM. Pittman is cooked. JT, uh, AR-15, Jonathan Taylor, bye-bye. Everybody is, rumor has it, is Taylor. Everyone and their mother's got an opinion and a meme to go along with it. And uh, it looks like Isaiah Rogers is one of the, the players potentially involved. Maybe involved, maybe not. Maybe this is a bad report. This report coming from, and you don't even know. You can't even click some of these to find the breadcrumbs to make sure it's not somebody doctoring up something. So everybody hang tight. 
sit back, relax, um, and, and and let's see. Bama, did somebody gift memberships? I gotta I gotta put the the stream on my iPad so I can I can make sure I, I check out those YouTube exclusive memberships. So hang tight while I while I dial this up and get uh, get the iPad going. Fire up the iPad. There we go. Okay, doing it live. We got gifted memberships rolling in. We got 10 gifted memberships from Bama dropping a 10 spot on the channel here. To the moon. Bama to the moon dropping 10 gifted memberships. Where's my gifted memberships? Those should be firing off right here. I'm sorry I hadn't had that prepared yet. Uh, let's let's take some phone calls too if you guys want to discuss what your speculation uh, is for this. What do you anticipate to happen? What is your guess? Phone lines are open. Dial in. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. JT in trouble. <laughs> See, even our own chat is just, just completely guessing at this point. AR suspended. JT in trouble. These are our own people. Everyone's got. Everyone's got an opinion. Uh, Rogers. Some say it's Rogers. Um, ESPN said it's Rogers. I'll 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 re I'll refresh, and maybe that news is rolling in right now. Yeah, it looks like Rogers is one minute ago. ESPN just posted this bad boy right here. It is cornerback Isaiah Rogers, and this might not be it. There might be more. We have to just wait. Remember the Jamison Williams situation that that ended up unfolding in a way that, that there was multiple people, and we didn't have all the information right away. So we have to be careful not to assume that this is it. Colts. Isaiah Rogers, cornerback for possible betting. NFL is, is probing, just probing at this point. Probing, probing. We don't even know if anything's going to come of this. This could be an early knee-jerk reaction. And, and let me, let me, let's let's go to that report and have it read here from ESPN. Here we go. This dropped two minutes ago. Two minutes ago, ESPN.com. This is the report. Get ready. It's reading right uh, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Okay. Indianapolis, the NFL is investigating an Indianapolis Colts player for possible violations of the league's gambling policy. The team acknowledged the inquiry Monday, saying in a statement, we are aware of the NFL's investigation and will have no further comment at this time. Multiple sources familiar with the investigation confirmed to ESPN that the player in question is Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers. Rogers, a sixth-round pick, is entering the final year of a four-year, $3.4 million contract. The sportsbook account was opened under the name of an associate of Rogers. The sources said, approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games. The sources said, most of the bets were in the $25 to $50 range, although there was at least one low four-figure bet. Calls from ESPN to Rogers and his agent were not immediately returned, and the Colts declined to expand on the team's original statement. The news comes after a report by SportsHandle.com, which cited an investigation into a Colts player's pervasive betting, including wagers placed on his own team. The player was not named in the report nor did team officials reveal his identity. So before I play the remainder of this, and it's not much longer, so there was betting on Colts games tied to the account that was created, which is bad, bad, bad news. Bad news. And let's hope, 
Let's hope this gets cleared up. Uh, what happened to Pittman? No, the rumor was that it was Pittman on this live stream. It broke that it was uh, it was the Colts cornerback Isaiah. Um, but I I don't know I don't know uh, if there's more to it. Hold on, let's let's let it read further. Yeah, so it it did it did end up being cornerback Isaiah Rogers. Here's the rest of the report the report, and then we'll we'll move on. An NFL spokesperson, when asked by ESPN for comment on the report, said in a text message that they had nothing to add. The Indiana Gaming Commission confirmed to ESPN that it had received information pertaining to this matter and was following developments. The IGC is not the lead agency on this matter, as it involves alleged violations of a league policy at this point. Jenny Resk, deputy director at the Indiana Gaming Commission, wrote in an emailed statement to ESPN, We will, however, continue to review information as it emerges to determine what, if any, regulatory actions are necessary. In April, the NFL suspended five players, including four from the Detroit Lions for gambling policy violations. Lions receiver Quintess Cephas and safety CJ Moore, as well as Washington Commander's defensive end Shaka Tony, were suspended indefinitely for betting on NFL games. Lions receivers Jamison Williams and Stanley Berry Hill received six-game suspensions for betting on non-NFL games from an NFL facility. Cephas, Moore and Berry Hill were later released by Detroit. Last year, then Atlanta Falcons receiver Calvin Ridley was suspended for the entire 2022 season for it's almost done. Last, last sentence. over a five-game stretch when he was away from the team. He was traded to the Jacksonville Jaguars at the trading deadline last November and reinstated in March. Although the NFL has widely embraced sports betting and has sponsorship deals with sports books, the league explicitly prohibits players from betting on NFL games. Players are also prohibited from placing bets while at NFL facilities. So, for anybody that's just joining, it's not Michael Pittman. Um, this there are a bunch of reports and rumors out there. This isn't me spreading rumors and some people coming in here saying put some respect on Pittman's name. Definitely needs to be put some respect on his name. He's not out there doing that yet. We don't we don't know if there's more players, but it sounds like there's one player, Isaiah Rogers, and Isaiah Rogers is the only player um, that potentially is is in this situation. Um, so hang tight to find out if there are any more players, but it sounds like to me he's going to be donezo for at least the season. Um, so definitely, uh, definitely, you know, hang tight on, 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 on overreacting on any Pittman news. The Pittman rumors, I'm telling you, came from the, the signing of Perriman. When they signed uh, Brashad Perriman, it triggered uh, fear everywhere on Twitter and then people just started spreading rumors left and right. So Pittman is probably in the clear, pal. Okay, so relax. Anybody that has Pittman, don't worry about it. Uh, Scorp says Pittman wasn't involved. That's what we just said. That's what we just said, Scorp. Pay attention, Scorp. Appreciate you being here. Uh, it's not AR. It's not JT. A lot of rumors circulating. It is Isaiah Rogers. Okay, let's open the phone lines. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Rodgers is donezo. Pittman is in the clear. And uh, good topic would be Pittman fantasy value while we're on the topic. Where, where do we see Pittman? I think he's kind of overvalued. No offense, Pittman. I know you just went through a whole little ordeal here where the whole world thought you were suspended for game for, for gambling on football. And you weren't. You're innocent. And the masses 
condemned you without even knowing what was going on. You are innocent, my friend, but I don't know that you're going to be a, an elite fantasy football wide receiver too. Um, you got to change the title. I have to change anything, Scott. Number one, Scott, it's a question mark and the rumors are out there. So this topic needs to be had. Not to mention the news broke on the in the middle of the live stream. When the live stream was already launched, Scott, the Scott was the, the Scott. The launch launching of the live stream was off of the rumors that were circulating. So I am here to defend his honor. And the first, if you go back and rewatch the beginning of the live stream, I said these are rumors. There's no evidence for it. They're unsubstantiated, and there's a question mark in the title, Scott. There's a question mark in the in the thumbnail, Scott. Scott. Anyway, phone lines are open, darling. Scott, you're welcome to call in too. But I love when pe- I love when people don't pay attention to the details. The details. My 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 little image here. My little image here says Pittman suspension coming? Question mark. No, we come on here to shoot things down, Scott. Uh, you get a one year suspension, Scott. No, Scott, we'll leave Scott alone. Scott, you can stay. I like Scott, but. Respect, respect Pittman. Put some respect on Pittman's name. That's why we're here, Scott. That's why we're here. Smitty, thoughts on Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson for Dynasty. I like Anthony Richardson more than Bryce Young right now for fantasy because of his his running upside. His running upside is massive. It's massive. Uh, I just want to thank again um, uh, Bama, who dropped 10 gifted memberships. And also dropped a $20 hauler to start off the, the show. We also have a super chatter, Matthew. Matthew, you still here? Matthew, taking Pittman at the 1.1, doing it live. Hopefully not. You know, honestly, if you drop Pittman into a rookie-only draft, let's really let's really evaluate how much we like Pittman for 2023 now that he's been cleared, now that his name has been cleared. Pittman's not going to be facing a suspension, Okay. Pittman is not. Pittman's fine. Um, news broke in the middle of our breaking the rumor of Pittman probably not being true. News broke that is cornerback Isaiah Rogers. But my question for you is if, let's say Pittman was dropped, who is going to play 2023, he's not in trouble. If Pittman was dropped and entered into a rookie-only draft, where would you rank him? Where would you place him? And you know what, I, I'm, Scott, I'm just kind of messing with you. I am going to probably fix up the graphic and, and change it. Pittman, suspension, not coming. How's that? How's that? Pittman, not coming. No Pittman suspension. How's that, Scott? No Pittman suspension. Let's move this graphic around a little bit. I'll put no in front now that we know because we didn't know. We were going off of the rumors, and we came in here and defended his honor like Karate Kid. You know, like the song, Fight for Your Honor. We fought for Pittman's honor right from the jump, okay, when this live stream started. So let's just put that out there. Okay, Pittman, let's let's put a, let's put change this graphic up. I think that looks pretty good. I'm going to put this graphic, graphic on screen. 
if we threw Pittman into, into a rookie-only draft, where are you drafting him? Where are you drafting him? I have maybe 1% Pittman in the 250 best ball drafts. That's, I don't think I have one share. Um, why even put this in the title? Because this is what was spreading around like wildfire, and your boy Smitty questioned it. My, your boy Smitty put a question mark, bro. It's not a bad title at all. AR still trash for his receivers this season? I don't I don't know. AR is going to score so many points on the ground. He's a running quarterback and there's going to be so many points to be had in in terms of uh all that, pal. So I'm I'm excited about him. I think AR 15. He's being drafted as a top 10 quarterback and I think, you know, top 10 to 12 is definitely definitely um arguable but my question is if he was cut into a rookie only draft where are you drafting him i would like you guys to answer that for me i'd like to know where you're drafting Pittman. uh young dropping a super chat Howell or richardson is my qb2 i definitely go richardson how is more of a a sleeper how is going in double digit rounds richardson's going as a top 10 to 12 quarterback so they are not close they really are not close um doesn't mean how can't surprise and become that kind of guy Okay, no Pittman suspension. How's that? How's that, Scott? We're going to actually fix that because I do want it to be, you know, correct. But when I posted that title, there was nothing wrong with it. Pittman, no Pittman suspension. No Pittman suspension. I'm still waiting for a phone call. No Pittman suspension. Okay. I guess if if I had to say, like if Michael Pittman was thrown into a rookie only draft, I'm drafting obviously Bijan Gibbs, JSN, um uh uh Quentin Johnston probably. Well, yeah, Quentin Johnston probably well, I guess in redraft it would be close because Quentin Johnston may not play, you know, elite football for a while. Bama, Bama, Bama's Bama's on the line. Bama, what do you think about uh what do you think about all this? Uh, I, I'm uh, questioning a little bit because I'm hoping Pittman's not involved because no. I do have uh, some shares in him. But uh, yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be involved at this point. Yeah. The 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 speculation yeah, I, I, was off the back of them bringing in a wide receiver. So yeah. the fact the fact that Pittman isn't named in this initial ESPN report, I'm not I'm not concerned about it. I don't think it, I don't think Pittman's involved at all. And I, I'm fixing the graphic as we speak. But you know. At the time of going live, he was he was the the person everybody was talking about. And I came in, I started off the show immediately saying, "We have no facts that it's Michael Pittman, other than the fact that they signed a wide receiver. That's it." They gotta have something to get everybody talking about it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I, I got a question for you. I, I've uh, drafted a couple times here lately in the Underdog, um, and I've got. Uh, Alexander Madison and Dalvin Cook, just in case Dalvin does stay. Have you got anything like that, or do you uh, suggest that? Or what, what's your thoughts on it? Uh, say that one more time. About getting Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. Well, I don't think they'll be on the same team, and and okay. so that could open up the door to two potential starting running backs. Then again, I think. Uh, 
you know, there there could be a situation where Dalvin Cook stays, but I don't think so. Right now, it feels like it feels very, very much like Dalvin Cook is going to get released. The only thing is the the Vikings are trying to generate some trade interest. Maybe before they cut him, there was some initiated trade interest by um, the the Miami Dolphins, and so that made the Vikings kind of hesitate to cut him. So he definitely is looking like he's potentially going to um, be cut. But it's just one of those things that that we're you know we're, we're waiting to hear if anybody. The reason you'd have a team come in like the Miami Dolphins and say, "Hey, don't cut them. We can get them for free." You know, they'd have to pay them, but we could get them for free. Is if they felt there was going to be competition. You know, like let's say let's say he didn't want to necessarily go to Miami as his first choice, but you know he'd play there if they traded for him. They may trade for him to to eliminate the competition. You know, say, "Hey, we don't care about a fourth or fifth rounder." You could give a fourth or fifth rounder. You give a fifth rounder easily. Sixth rounder it could be. It could be whatever you want, really, because the Vikings are going to get nothing if they just cut them. So it makes sense for them to pause, wait, and if the Dolphins say, "Look, this could be a difference maker for us," and if we let him hit the market, we may not get him. Let's just do it. Let's just throw a. And Miami Mike is he throws caution to the wind. Miami Mike will throw down a a, a pick and say, "I don't care about that. Let's bring him in." Let's bring him in. Who cares about a late, late, late pick? I want to have myself the most dynamic running back room in the in the in the league. Not that Pittman, not that uh, Pittman, not that uh, Cook would make his running back room the most dynamic. But in his mind, he might feel that way, and he loves his running backs. I don't know. I just don't know that if Cook landed in Miami, he'd start right away. You know, but I'd certainly be excited if he ever got an opportunity in that offense to start games. But it depends. If you're asking me, should you have both Pittman and Madison? If you're looking to cuff, you're better off getting McBride and Madison. That's probably the better the better angle. McBride is a fumbling problem that I'm concerned about, but he's got amazing ability. So I definitely would for for sure cuff McBride to Alexander Madison. But Alexander Madison's exciting. You know, if you can get him in the seventh, where are you going to get it? Where have you been drafting him? Seventh round, roughly. Uh, I think uh, Madison, I'm looking it up now. I think I got Madison uh, in the eighth round, I believe, uh, last night. Yeah, eight, eighth round, that's, you know, that's really yeah. good value. Uh, you know, that could be your, your, that could be your running back three, four, you know, that's, that's fantastic value. I like that a lot, Alexander Madison. But, but I, I will say that if like Swift was there, I'd rather have Swift over Madison Slightly, maybe not in every situation, but would I rather have Pacheco over Madison? Yeah, probably. And then I'd do the same thing. I'd cuff the heck out of that. That I'd get McKinnon. I wouldn't even hesitate to get McKinnon. That would be a must. You have to have McKinnon if you're going to draft Pacheco. But Madison and McBride, Pacheco, McKinnon, Swift, and you could go Penny and Swift, depending on the cost of Penny. Those are all like really decent. You go zero... Um, you know, zero, you go one running back in the first five rounds and then you come back around and you scoop up a couple of these guys in these situations. You take a Charbonnet with a Pacheco and McKinnon. You take a Charbonnet with the Madison and McBride. And McBride, you can get at the very end of the draft. I don't even think he gets drafted in 18 round drafts, like period. So you can get, you can literally get him in like the 17th or 18th, 18th round McBride. And, and and maybe 
Maybe he's not the backup, but he probably will be at some point. You know, it's kind of a tricky situation there in Minnesota. All right, Bama, hang tight real quick. Don't don't jump off the line yet. Matt Biaja, what say you, pal? What's up, Smitty? Hey, we don't know if this was um, this gambling was happened at the facility yet or not. We don't have any information other than it just was released. We literally started this live stream. The presumption was that it was Michael Pittman by a majority of Twitter. And and as I said at the jump, we had no proof of that other than that the Colts signed a wide receiver, Brashard Perriman. And that triggered a lot of people to panic that this team was making a, um, like a preemptive move before the news broke. And this happens all so, the time. Keep in mind, keep in mind, just just to defend people that were, were were thinking this, keep in mind, when Larry Fitzgerald was suspended, that news came after the Hollywood Brown trade. You know? So right. there there was reason to believe on good, you know, good logic that the signing of Pyramid might have been some kind of like drastic little we gotta get another one. And, and I think that there is a cause to pause because if you look at what happened to the Lions they had what, like three guys suspended for half the season, and then yeah. you got the receiver. So there, if this happened in the facility, there could be possibly more players. So I, I might be a little worried about drafting Colts right now. You, you until just, we know for sure. Yeah, it's weird how they're doing this, like in waves of teams. Like you got to wonder. What's so weird to me is that the NFL is even taking action. You know, like when they'll just bury everything else. Like, it doesn't make sense to me. Like, I, I can't really wrap my head around why they're calling themselves out here and pointing the fingers on topics like this. But then when something like Kamara's situation happens, they just brush it under the rug. They just Because they... they're talking about the gambling. And I think there's obviously we know that they worry more about gambling. They suspended Ridley, obviously, for a year. They don't, I mean, unfortunately, that's how it is for the NFL. Right, but the what I'm saying is... probably is one of the worst thing you can do. Right, what, which I understand. They want to keep the game pure so they don't have, you know, the they don't want anything to get tainted. But what I'm saying is, it seems to me they would be more apt to let this stay under the rug until it was coming out and then throw down some harsh punishment. But to me, it's crazy that the NFL is literally telling on themselves, in, in a sense. But don't the suspensions kind of come out all together at a certain time? Pretty Bro, soon? the NFL makes no sense in terms of consistency. We have no clue gotcha. what, what what they're thinking, when they're thinking it. It's just, to me, it's like the NFL, they're more, in my opinion, they'd be more likely to figure out a way to not make this public and to like move around it. It's crazy to me. Yeah, I, I still would be worried, though, because if, if it's just a bunch of guys in the locker room and they hey, throw 25 down, you know, something Well, something Well, like no, and, I, yeah, but I will say you cannot bet on the, on the NFL. You cannot no, bet on the NFL. No, I know, and, yeah. and you hear McAfee talk about it. It is posted everywhere. So if you're doing that kind of stuff, even the facility, yeah. you know, there's like, you know, the Lions had five, six guys. Yeah, I don't, all, I just, you know, I, I, together, don't get, so. I don't get why a player would even mess around with it. Like, why would you even, what would make you think, and, and according to this report here, uh, let me, let me re have this reread it. I'm going to have it reread real, real quickly. Ron, Ron, do you mind, Ron, do you mind holding real, real quick while I, uh, while I have this read, I'm going to have the computer read something real quickly. So I'm trying to find the part where it was at. 
there is a source here. Okay, it was it was an account that was made it. Okay, okay, here it was. Here, here's the part I want to have reread. Because this is this specific situation. Multiple sources familiar with the investigation confirmed to ESPN that the player in question is Colts cornerback and kick returner Isaiah Rogers. Rogers, a sixth round pick, is entering the final year of a four year, $3.4 million contract. The sportsbook account was opened under the name of an associate of Rogers. The sources said approximately 100 bets were placed on the account over an undisclosed amount of time, including on Colts games. The sources said most of the bets were in the $25 to $50 range, although there was at least one low four figure bet. So this is what this is what's crazy is like yeah. So it, it doesn't sound like it was in the facility. So that's good. The, but, maybe the Colts guys are good. But what? Yeah, it sounds unrelated to like a bunch of yeah. It doesn't seem like the same as the Detroit situation. But it's sure. like you have your associate open up a, an account. <laughs> like first of all, the NFL is sure. digging deep, right? If they're going to the buddies of the of the of the player, they're like, okay, who are his top five buddies? <laughs> you know, like he's he's got a he's got a buddy named Bob that hasn't had a job since you know 2010. You know, Zontrage and just feeds off him. And and but but it's like you know was an IP address you know like the reason that they caught this like was did he create an account an associate of him create an account and it was on his IP address because his buddy is allowed to bet sure you, you know what I mean so like if his associate opened the account and it is his associate's account you know part of me wonders if the only reason this is being probed is because it was done like at Pittman's address, like using his IP address or something like I, this is crazy. When you think about it, like yeah, how deep yeah. can you go? Can your cousin not bet on sports? You know, like your, his cousin, he might not talk to his cousin. So we'll have to see where this goes. It's just being probed. He has not been handed a suspension yet. And who knows what it leads to. Uh, Marsman Ron is on the line. Marsman Ron, do you have something you want to add to this topic or something new? Yeah. Yeah, suspend the whole team. They forfeit the whole season. Guilty by association. That sounds but, like wrong. You know, let Kamara go and, and kill somebody almost, but and nothing happened. But, yeah, I think all the whole team should be suspended by guilty association for betting. Get off Ron's lawn. <laughs> Get off it. Of course, I'm, I'm, I'm just exaggerating, of course. But no. That's, that's what it feels like the NFL is. It's like, you know. Oh, betting. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to suspend the whole team for betting. But, you know, Kamara, hey, next time go out and murder that guy. But, hey. Make sure you finish the job and sweep it under the rug. You know you know what I would would say, though? That that this guy's the, the 20 to 25. What, what was the amount of money? It was $25. It was $25. Most of the bets were 20 to 20, $25 to $50 bets on the Colts. That sounds like a. I'm just being. I'm just being honest. My gut instinct is this sounds like a a, a fanboy, like cousin, associate, buddy that's betting on his, his boy, and saying, you know, oh, Pittman's gonna go out. My guy's gonna go out there and win this week. I'm gonna put twenty five dollars on it. I don't know that Rogers <laughs> would be telling his associate, "Hey, throw twenty five dollars on the Colts. We're gonna win this one." I, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't sound like if you're gonna bet on your own games. You're betting substantial amounts of money. You're not betting $25 that you're going to win the game. You know, to win 20 to win less than 25 after the rake. Like come on. 
So yeah. par- part of me thinks that this probing will maybe even exonerate Isaiah Rogers, to be honest. But my my gut instinct is this is not a big deal. And the NFL is calling it out. Make, you know, that's what I don't understand. I'm not saying they shouldn't. Understand what I'm saying. You got to keep the integrity of the league together. I get it. You should be suspended for the whole year if you gamble on sport. I don't care if you drop $1 on the Colts or any football game. You should be suspended a full year because you are not supposed to bet on sports when you play in the sport. It, it goes without saying. And it's dumb. These guys are dumb when they do it. But if if his if he's betting on it, he's betting big money. There's no way he's dropping $25 on his Colts to win. It's his buddy. It's his buddy doing it. Now, the question is, did he use his buddy's credit card? Like, why is he being tied to his associate? How do they know? It's got to be by IP address. It's at Pittman's home, whatever. His home is his internet connection. He, they can tell this is from his IP, whatever. Or or he used his credit card because he's mooching off him because this is his entourage, his associate, they said quote-unquote associate, is mooching off him. Can I, like, can I have your credit card? What do you need it for? Don't worry about it. It's just a front for the NSA so they can just surveillance everybody. Yeah. But but you know what I'm That's saying? Like, this, like. I, this is going to be a nothing Over burger. surveillance. I could smell it from a mile away. This is going to be, this is probably going to be, probably going to be a nothing burger. Unless the report's wrong about the amount of money that was dropped. If it, if it's more than 25 to 30 bucks, then it's certainly going to be something big. But why, why would the NFL not, you know what I'm saying? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense why the NFL would call these things out when they're in the business of covering things up. Like, I just don't understand them. I don't understand the NFL at all. And Tony, the Tiger attorney, he put it beautifully. Heavy hand one minute, non-heavy hand the next. They're going to they're gonna go after Josh Gordon and ruin his career over and over and over. You know, like Josh Gordon, that poor guy could have been amazing. And they just absolutely destroyed his career. Yet Kamara just walks the streets. Kamara go on, on, like the NFL has a right to suspend Kamara for the entire season. For Kamara being there representing the NFL in Vegas during the Pro Bowl week, pretty much wearing his, you know, bad, like I'm I'm with the NFL badge, essentially, uh, around his neck, you could say, representing the league at the Pro Bowl, at hotels, walking around, you're on the clock, off the clock. If any of you were invited to go guest speak for your company, let's say, at some, I don't know, some expo, to, to even if it's further education, let's say any one of you in your workplace field of work was invited to go to a enhancement work, you know, uh, 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 improvement, whatever training, and you go to Vegas representing your company, even if you were off the clock, the seminar's over, but your company sent you to Vegas and you're walking around the hotel room. You're representing your company still, even if you're not on the clock necessarily, you're on a trip. And if you went out and beat a man into the ground like Kamara did, the NFL has every right to say, innocent till proven guilty, what you did we have on video and we're going to not only suspend you but kick you out of the league. The NFL doesn't care. And that's why I draft Alvin Kamara every single time. That he's available around 8, 9, 10 because it's a home run. 
because the NFL ain't going to do anything about it. And even though this man Kamara's on the Uranus list. And off he goes to the planet. Now, now if, that, if that same person, would, or if it would have been Martha instead of John getting his ass beat, um, yeah, Kamara would have gotten punishment for that one. I mean, who knows? I don't even know if that's true, Ron. I don't know what the NFL is capable of doing. I can't predict the NFL. Oh, was it? If it's a female, they're definitely going to because we don't they know. Can't afford that bad. We don't know it's the NFL. It was a guy. So the NFL. The NFL is capable of anything. Honestly, I, I I feel I'd feel stupid coming in here saying I know what they're going to do about anything. Uh, I feel like I'm just reckless, running my mouth. If I, I if I I can't it, believe I can't I can't believe Travis called me a commie. Right. Ricky Williams was the goat, says Crab. Uh, the magnet gloves thing is wild. What is everybody saying in the chat here? If Aaron Rodgers was betting on his Colts, he probably he probably lost. What does it say? He probably lost. What did he say? Lost a bunch. Okay. Ray Rice got Ray Rice. Yeah, Ray Rice definitely got you know. But the NFL, keep in mind, the NFL came back on Ray Rice, gave him a short punishment. They screwed the pooch on that. They come back and redo the punishment punishment because they didn't do a good job. They didn't do a good job at all. Uh, the NFL is horrible. It's the NFL is horribly inconsistent with handing down punishment, and it's awful. And then Roger Goodell hands over things to people to his side. You do this. You, I want to make you the appointee instead of doing his job. You know, Deshaun Watson... Letting Deshaun Watson return to football for a matchup against the Houston Texans. Does anybody not see that this is all concocted, planned out, corrupt? Like he literally let Rating. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna let Deshaun Watson come back. And ironically, the schedule's already been done. Ironically, he's gonna play the Houston Texans. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. The NFL. The NFL up to its, its old tricks. Um, real quick, Ron, let me let me cycle around here. We got uh, Matt Matt Biagia, did, or Bama. Let's go to Bama real quick. Bama, did you have anything you want to add? You want, were you talking to me? Or yeah, Bama? yeah, Bama. Anything you want to add? Any player you want to talk about? Doesn't have to be about these topics. It could be about whatever okay, you want. I want to know your exposure. I want to hear Ron Navy's exposure, like your guys' top five on underdog. And I'll, I have a theory for Ron and I. Probably not for you, except for your moon men. But uh, let's everybody look at their exposure. Uh, my my exposure on underdog would be. <laughs> for Swift. <laughs> Yeah, Swift's gonna. Swift's gonna. He's gonna definitely. He's gonna definitely be up there, for sure. Uh, I got uh, on on the current the current batch of, let's see. Oh no, let's go from the big board. The big board. I had Charbonnet and Gibbs as my top two exposures. Aaron Rodgers is up there. I had a lot of Sean Tucker too back in the in the time frame where we thought <laughs> Sean Tucker was not. You know, was gonna pass his physicals and, and all that. that. That was an unraveling. Kamara's in the top seven, eight. Wat, Watson's in the top ten. Jordan Love is is really high. I got a lot of Joe. Joe Burrow. So I'd say Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, Kamara, Watson, Gibbs, Charbonnet, Rogers. And that's on the early big board exposure. Um the the uh the the manias and the poodles the poodle twos and the and the puppies 
that exposure I have I have uh Camara Tank Dell Charbonnet Charbonnet uh whoever has got the show in the background if you could turn that down Burrow um Swift Jameer Gibbs Kincaid Deuce Vaughn Chris Olave those are my top exposures and that's for the, the the batch of drafts we're doing right now. I I I burrow in so many leagues. I have a feeling that once these leagues complete, because I don't know if it includes them yet, Burrow will jump to maybe one or two because Burrow's going around four and five, and I'm scooping them up in every single draft. So my number one exposure will be Joe Burrow by the end of all this. Yeah, it's only completed right now for your exposure. Yeah, so so by the, by the time this is done, it will be Joe Burrow number one. It now will... I'm saying. Rod Navy's got more Steelers, and I'll say I have more Browns. <laughs> Let's hear it, Ron. My, my actual top exposure is uh, Zach Charbonnet. Okay, that's not bad. He's in. He's up there for me also. His Camaro's great. two for me. My, my second highest exposure is Jordan Addison. That makes okay. sense. That makes sense. My um, third, let's go. My third is um, uh, Najee Harris. There he is. Brown. Yeah. yeah, I got Najee. Of course I got Najee. Yeah, I, I, got I, I like Chubb. All right, give me, give, give me your exposure real quick, Bama, and then I'm going to jump over to Matt Piazza. Christian Watson. Yeah, I've, I've, got, um, I've got several of Swift. I think my number one is Sky Moore. Um, Jameson Williams and Kamara. I think oh, hold, is this Bama? Four. Is this Bama? Yes, Bama. Okay, first of all, uh, Biagia. Uh, yeah. Biagia, don't take this the wrong way, but you're in timeout for five minutes. I called on Bama, and you interrupted Bama oh. and just started talking. And so this whole time, I thought I was talking wait, to wait, Bama wait. when he was no, called no, upon. No, no. You, you called out. You, you, wait a second. I mean, you called you called Biagia first. You said, no, let's go over to Bama first. And then you said, hello, hello. Nobody talking, so... <laughs> stepped in and started talking. Oh, okay, I'm I'm, I'm so, so close. I'll take the timeout. No, 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 I'll no, take a no, 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 no. We, we'll, we'll leave we'll leave you there, Biagia. Deserve it. I, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> yeah, but not everybody. Ron, people get handed punishments they don't deserve all the time. It's part of the course. It's part of it's it's cost of doing business. All right, Biagia, we'll leave we'll leave you there. Bama, go ahead. Yeah, I've got uh, Sky Moore, Jameson Williams, uh, uh, Swift, and, and I know we were arguing about Swift here a few days, uh, about a week or so back. But yeah, I've got a lot of him. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you, man. Um, who, who's your number one? You said uh, Sky Moore. Sky Moore, and I have a lot of. I, that's funny you say that. I just looked at that. I, he's in my top ten exposure on my early drafts, and I have very low exposure on the current. Uh, slate of you know so when you look at the most recent drafts the puppies and all that because i you know he's he's definitely fallen as tony's risen up but you know i i think uh he's good value now because he's falling all the tony hype has made him very very cost effective so you can grab him very late yeah i'm I'm getting him at the very end of the drafts that's i I reckon that's the reason i got so much of him and if you cuff him to tony if you get tony like let's say you're you get him at seven or wherever right. I've taken Tony really high and I've taken Tony like in the seventh round. It just kind of depends on the flow. It's weird. Cause some of my drafts, the draft slots really, really screw you. Um, I have a team where Tony's my, 
I believe he's my eighth player. <laughs> and I love this team. And then I got another team where I had to take him a little early because I went running back, running back, quarterback. And so I'm scooping up wide receivers. He's my wide receiver too. And, you know, he, he looks – the team looks a little risky. But with the team where he's my third wide receiver, it's like, wow. Uh, so to, to, and then I cuff him to Sky Moore, but Tony and Sky Moore together are fantastic. Tony, for people that don't know, hang tight, callers. For people that don't know, Tony is a Moon Man. The Moon Man, dropping loads in outer space. Tony is a Moon Man. Cuff him to Sky, but he has cracked the Moon Man list. Space Moon says, and uh, you know, high risk, high reward is the name of the game. And he's definitely that player. He's definitely that player. He's the player that's going to get you, uh, you know, get injured and get you nothing, and you're going to scream and bang your fist on the table, or he's going to finally step up. The difference maker for me and why he's been a satellite man all off season long, and then and then we 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 lifted Tony up into the uh, the big boy table is because the team has talked about Tony. From a very different perspective, so Kadarius Tony is being vaulted up by this organization. They do nothing but talk uh, positively about him. They keep saying words like "sky's the limit." He's going to be thrusted into the the top spot. ESPN reports, different reports suggesting he could be a wide receiver one in fantasy and for the team. There's just a lot of positive buzz going around, and that's really what was needed to really kick him from the satellite men list to the moon men list. But keep in mind, the moon men list is not about it's not always about a lock. Like some of these guys have to be big swings with potential miss because this is not an, a game of who's the most obvious player that you know we're going to go out there and draft. The Moon Men list is not the Mister Safe list. You know, it's a list of players like Pierce looked very risky last year and he started off awful and people cut him and people got scared about Pierce and he came around. Guys like Jalen Hurts were a sixth, seventh round player that people doubted and said he had no accuracy and he'd never be an elite quarterback and even Sirianni and his own coaching staff and team tried to trade for Russell Wilson <laughs> not this offseason but last offseason when we were saying this guy is going to the moon Jalen Hurts so the moon men is going to be a list a combination of players that are not going to they're not going they're going to ruffle some feathers just like last year. Not everybody's going to agree on them. They're going to be a, a group of players that have risk, high risk, high reward. But they're going to be specifically identified by me as it's my list of players that have the right combination of win your league at cost of entry, not hurting you or destroying your team. Example, if let's say in DeAndre Swift. The moon man dropping loads in outer space. Example, DeAndre Swift. Let me hold on. I gotta. Space Moses. Let me let me mute this real quick. We got these. Someone dropped some gifted memberships. I'm gonna look at that for one in one second. Who did that? Uh, but Swift, if Swift cost anywhere near what he cost last year, which was a 12, 13 turn pick, of course I would be all out. The risk is enormous. But if you could get him in the seventh round, he's got so much potential there. That is home run capable not league destroying capable if it doesn't work out of course we want all of our predictions to work out same thing with Dotson Dotson is going so late right now I want to say I got Dotson Ron what's the latest you've seen Dotson go seven eight yeah I want to say it was the eighth round I got Dotson and there's just it's so much upside 
at the cost of entry. Tank Dell, a lot of people saying, why is Tank Dell on here? He's not an absolute stud. That's the point of this list. It's a combination of different guys that are just going to explode. Kincaid, he's going to start out like Walker started out last year or like Pierce started out last year. He probably could have, I mean, he may not, but he could have a really slow start and people are going to cut him. Mark my words, people are going to jump ship so quickly off Kincaid and say, Smitty, that wasn't, that didn't work out. He's looking like trash. He didn't go out there and do anything in week one or maybe even week two. Kincaid will come along slowly. Tank Dell, he's a big swing, but no risk. No risk. This could be an elite wide receiver three in fantasy. I love this Moon Man list. Um, Charbonnet and Walker together as as fifth fifth round material sometimes this guy walker fifth round it's insane charbonnet one of my highest exposures ron's highest exposure like you can own this guy all by himself charbonnet's a, a, a an unbelievable player just to have on your bench even when you don't own kenneth walker but to get walker who still might be a top five running back we're just everybody just assumes he's not going to be a top five running back maybe charbonnet comes out of the gate and does nothing Absolutely nothing. Maybe he does, he gets one carry in week one. Maybe he gets two carries in week two. We have no idea. He could get hurt. Walker in the fifth round is an absolute steal. Moon men list to the moon. To the moon. All right. Uh, Biagia or Bama. Let's go back to Bama real quickly. Bama, do you have anything else you want to add uh, in terms of these topics? Any other topic? Hit me with it. Are we going to do this again? Hello? And then Biagia talks, and then I put Biagia in timeout. Hey, I, I'm sorry. I had it on mute. I, I was trying to keep all <laughs> no the problem. background noise now. No problem, Bama. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm good. I, I'm just enjoying listening to the show, man. I'm, hey, uh, hey, want to pre- on underdog right now. I appreciate you dropping the Super Chat, supporting the channel. You're the man. Uh, Biagia. No Biagia. Yeah, I, I would say my biggest tip for fantasy drafters, for me, is that you just erase the name and it's about value. You need good value for people. That's why Swift is a good pick this year, Ron, because he's not going to kill your season if he blows up or is is bad, if he's a bust, for for me. So I try not to be attached, and every year is different. You know, a player that's burned you. Now, I can understand if you hate Swift, Ron, because – you drafted him a couple years, and you, he's just off your board. But my biggest tip is no, I didn't. the person. Go on. I look at him, and I like him. I was off him last okay. year. Ask Mitty. I, I said he'd be a bust last year. There's just risk. There's always risk in all of these players, and like Smitty always says, it's if you start um, compiling a bunch of red flags, then maybe maybe you, you don't draft the person. But that's what I would say. But, Love the show, I, Smitty. I, I don't, I Appreciate don't totally you. agree with you as far as you got to get value or whatever, because I see these guys on, on all these. Uh, and, I, and yeah, I watch other sites to see what they're doing. And I'm like, what kind of idiots are you? I'm all the garbage they're putting out. It seems like sometimes because it's I, like, I heard you run on Pete Overset. They'll take these crap ass players just because they fall into an ADP range. And it's like, no, I'm getting the player that I want. If I got to go down to get him and he's the only one, he's the best player that I like, 
and the 10 players before him, I don't like any of them. I'm taking my player. I ain't so. I, I, I would assume players. Smitty, Smitty probably assumes. I like to diversify. I want my exposures to be kind of, because I do so many drafts. I want to be all over the place. So for me, oh, yeah. I agree with you. So, so, so like, okay, I want, I want exposures this way. I want exposures where I got Allen and Diggs and some of the bills and I got Mahomes and some of the KC guys. And I, you know, that's how I, I look at how I want my exposures to go. I want some of T-Law and Jacksonville. I want some of, you know, that's how I look at my exposures. I'm not going to, like, grab crappy players just because I'm not going to sit there, oh, well, Sutton's there. I'm going to just let me grab Sutton because he's next on the ADP. No, I'm not I'm not drafting Sutton. All right, I'm hang- going down further to find a guy that, that fits my team that I like. All right, hang tight real that, quick. That's, that's how I draft. Deckard says third pick puppy. I have the I have I have first Chase, second Devonte Smith, available Henry or Jacobs. Well, Deckard, you know I'm not a Jacobs fan at all. I don't mind Henry in the third round, but I, I there's other players I'd rather have. Like I'd rather take Brees Hall. You got Brees Hall available. I'd rather Brees Hall than Henry, but that's me. I can understand taking Henry in the third round though. There's there's a lot of risk baked into that value. That's not like taking him in the top ten, you know, and expecting potentially you know him to miss games. Uh, as far as these other players that are here, Brees Hall, Stevenson's Stevenson's not a bad third round player as well. But Jacobs, I'm staying clear. Uh, I yeah, I probably if it was me, I'd probably go Brees Hall. But that's me. And if you have an overexposure of Brees Hall, you could go Stevenson. I wouldn't think that would be a bad pick at all. He's got a lot of upside in the third round. I think it packages in some of that risk. But but definitely appreciate the super chat and trust your gut ultimately because you're the one uh, you know, pulling the trigger. Make sure you keep an eye on Joe Burrow sitting there. You've got Jamar Chase already. Don't don't hesitate on Burrow in round four, even if you think you could push him to five. Uh four is amazing value. And you're still going to get a, you know, you still might get a London in round five. Look at Dotson in round seven, eight. You'll be good. I like this. I like the start so far. I like the start. I think Devontae Smith's a little early in the second round for me. Not that he can't earn that. I certainly think he could earn that, especially if A.J. Dillon misses some time with the knees. I always worry about A.J. AJ, AJ Dillon. A.J. Brown with the knees. He's got the the bad knees. He's got constant, you know, knee issues in the offseason. I would, I would definitely, I definitely feel like Devontae Smith can flirt with amazing numbers and be easily worth a second round pick in hindsight. But I still like to take him in the third round to get, get, get package in a little more value. Um, Aaron dropping a super chat here. I have, I have Flowers and Bateman on the same fantasy team trying to buy Jameson. Let me move this out of the way. I would have to give up my 2025 first with Bateman to go get Jamison Williams. I think it's too high of a price tag. I, I don't care about Bateman, to be honest with you. And I don't worry about owning Bateman and Flowers. Like the, That's not something that's going to hold your team back because you have two you know players on the same team. Redraft's different for, for people that are in, in best ball mode right now. Everyone's like, oh, it's good to have him cuffed. But in redraft, you're not, not so much. But I'm not worried about cuffing those two because if Flowers gets hurt, Bateman should do well. And if Bateman is doing well, well, then you have Flowers there in case, you know, that swap happens later. So I actually don't mind owning, even in redraft, these two guys specifically, the way that you could look at them as like a cuff. Not a best ball move, but a cuff in case one goes down. Um, but but I would say also, 
you know, I, I it's not about, I love Jamison Williams. I just don't know that I'm going to give up a first rounder yet for him because we don't even know what we're getting. He caught one pass last year and he's suspended for the first six games of this season. So it's been two years. This will be two years where there's a huge disappointment. You know, people thinking he was going to come back in the middle of the season. I didn't. I, I didn't think he was somebody worth even drafting last year. And a lot of people thought, you know, he played six games. He caught one pass. He was not. He was not worth grabbing. I, I like him a lot. I really do. I'm drafting him a lot in best ball, believe it or not, because his value seems pretty good. And in best ball, I think I'll be good through the first six weeks. And as long as he, you know, is back to, you know, doing things that we expect him to do by week seven, or he is by week and week seven, uh, week eight, I, I think it's good a good player to have on your roster. But a first rounder, I don't know. It depends on it depends on I guess what your entire team would look like and could he help you win? But it's not horrible. It's definitely arguable for sure. Uh, appreciate you, Jr. Uh, let's go over to real quickly if you guys don't mind. Let's go over to Stephen. God, he's been quiet on the phone like a an angel. This man is a marvel, Stephen. I think I yelled at you and read your comment wrong earlier, but let's let's forget well, about that. I was movie. busy. I had to go take an online English course. It was yeah. about a half an hour long. And I'm glad I you're back. It. I'm glad but, you're uh, back. I'll keep working on it. Okay. But What's uh, up? Uh, we were talking about draft strategy, and uh, to me personally, now I've been in a redraft league for the better part of a decade now, and I and I haven't won it. I've finished first or second pretty much every time. But I've found it like what I like to do is like to stack running backs early and get the best ones you can get. It's for me, a lot of times I'll go three running backs and then my quarterback. And then what uh, I'm looking at the Calvin Ridley's, the Kadarius Tony's, the Michael Pittman's, the man of the hour earlier. Uh, as you know, here's a question for you, Smitty. Uh, in the 18th season or whatever it was, Matt Ryan's last season with the Colts, would you consider him to be a better overall quarterback by just his knowledge uh, or, you know, not, of course, not his physical skills uh, compared to Anthony Richardson uh, with all the talent that he has? Now, this is from a passing perspective, not rushing. This is purely passing. Um. Would, would you expect that you would get more yardage out of Anthony Richardson in year one versus Matt Ryan in year 18 overall? In year 18, I, Richardson. Matt Ryan's, you know, cheeks at this point. You know, okay, he, he, so the numbers, 93 catches, 1,169 yards and seven TDs, and that was from your boy Pittman. Um, I wouldn't mind having him as a third wide receiver. If we expect Anthony Richardson to be better, those numbers should be better, given, you know, whatever. But those are the kind of home run swings I'm talking about. So and if I, you guys brought Pittman up, I started thinking about it more. And, you know, with JT and them back there, uh, absolutely. Um, he could definitely be underrated. Yeah, I mean, I, again, I, uh, I like Pittman in the right value range. Do I like Pittman as my wide receiver two? Absolutely not. Do I like him as a wide receiver three, four? I can get behind it, Hell but the, yeah. the, the thing is, Stephen, I I probably find other pl- other players I just like better around his draft slot. So it's not so much about hating Pittman; it's about liking other players better. So he's going at fifty five overall. So above him, one spot is Kirk. 
DJ Moore, McLaurin, Drake London's literally, you know, right in that territory. I'm taking Drake London over Michael Pittman every single time. So it's not about hating Pittman. It's about not feeling like what you're describing, a wide receiver three, you know, scoop him up. Everybody's underrating him. I feel like he's not being that underrated. I feel like him going three or four spots below Drake London is crazy. I think Christian Kirk's better than him. I'd much rather have Christian Kirk. Chris Godwin and JSN are below Pittman. Um, let's see here. Mike Evans is below Pittman. I can understand that if you just if you're predicting complete collapse for Tampa Bay, and I think that's very possible. George Pickens I, I completely, is George Pickens. I completely what you understand what you're saying, Smitty. The only thing I'm saying is is you're taking a chance on Anthony Richardson if he hits Pittman. Uh, you know, uh, rising water lifts all ships. He will outperform his ADP. I'm just saying, for, uh, the way that I look at it, it's one of those home runs. Yeah, I can understand if, it. I, I, like I, if you're going, if I'm not going to finish first in my league, I'd rather finish last. Look, I don't hate your take. I want to, you know, uh, and to do that, you have to hit those home runs. I don't hate your take. I'm just going to take different swings. That's it. That's all I'm saying. But you're not, you're not wrong to like Pittman over Kadarius Tony. But I'm taking Kadarius Tony over Pittman every single time. You're not wrong to like Pittman over George Pickens or Jahan Dotson, who are way below Pittman. We're talking about one, two, three, four, five. Let me put this on screen, actually, because I think this is, this is a really good topic, Stephen, and would I'm, you, I'm you glad happy, you. Br- would you be happy with your second, third, uh, and fourth wide receivers as being, let's say, a Christian Kirk and Calvin Ridley? Uh, Kadarius Tony and Michael Pittman. I don't, I don't think that would be uh, bad at all. I think that would be excellent. I, I don't. That's just my I, opinion. But again, I, I want you to understand what I'm saying. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying that you can't have this opinion and and have a very very good argument. And and I I agree that there is some arguments to be made here for what you're saying. But all all I'm telling you is that personally for me, when I look at Pittman's ADP and he's sitting there at 56.5, and I'm looking at Above him, Christian Kirk, Drake London, slightly above him. Clearly rather have those guys over Pittman. What I'm telling you is, I don't think I'm going to own Pittman. I don't think I'm going to have one single share of Pittman across hundreds and hundreds of best ball drafts by the time we're done. Because you have JSN. You have uh, you have Mike Evans, who you could argue whatever you want on that. I get it. Jordan Addison. I know Ron Navy's taking Jordan Addison over Pittman all day long. I'm taking Kadarius Tony. I'm taking George Pickens and Dotson over him. So there's just too many players. And and and, and, and if it's your guy, Stephen, if 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 Pittman is your Dotson, if Pittman is your Kadarius Tony, trust your gut. Who cares what I say? Trust your gut and go with it. Because absolutely, yeah. could it could he bounce back? He was such a highly rated player across fantasy in, the fantasy industry last year, and he crapped the bed hardcore. And and and, and I don't think it's. For me, I don't think he's a guarantee of anything. I like him. I don't think he's an elite wide receiver one. He never was in my mind. So when he went in the third and fourth round last year, some people took him in like the late second top of round three. It was absolutely asinine. I didn't see it. I don't see it. I still don't see it. I think Josh Downs eventually becomes the number one. I think that that regardless of passing stats that you're you're trying to ask me the question of what Richardson's going to do he's going to do so much more on the ground that maybe he has good passing yardage but maybe he doesn't throw for a lot of touchdowns and maybe he runs for 12 like I mean I mean I don't really know how Richardson's going to shake out I do know he's got a cannon 
I do know that it, he's unbelievable. I think he could throw seventy plus yards down the field. You know, he's one of the he's got one of the biggest cannons in the NFL, and he can throw a nice ball. He threw a couple darts into a, a small hole on the run in practice. Got it on my Instagram, and I think people that are crapping on Richardson's accuracy and that he won't be a good quarterback. This guy's a uh, just an absolute specimen of an athlete. And how, I, I, uh, how I can't wait to watch league, him. Let's say a twelve-team or fourteen-team redraft league. Uh, let's say half PPR or whatever. Uh, let's say that you just took everybody and took quarterback. Uh, uh, just took late. Uh, you could even have your kicker and your uh, defense. Uh, well, I, we're not having a kicker this year, thank God. But uh, uh, would you take a chance on uh, – if you're just going to take Anthony Richardson, where would you take him? I mean, he's getting drafted. Uh, it's, it, when you say take a chance on him, people are drafting him in the top 10, top 12 quarterback, Steven. So he, you, no one's stealing oh, it away okay. Richardson at all. In fact, let me pull up the quarterback ADP and show it to you right now. Because he's not somebody you're risking, or, or I'm sorry, you're uh, you're you're taking a flyer on. He's somebody you have to. In most cases, you have to draft Anthony Richardson as your back, your starting quarterback. But you're drafting him, even though you might not use him in week one. You're drafting a starter ahead of him or, or behind him. But you're going to play the guy you draft behind him before you you play Anthony Richardson, unless you're going to roll the dice in week one. But that's the strategy people are using. They draft Richardson first, then they draft their starter after, and 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 they go that route. But here here's the ADP on quarterbacks. He is quarterback 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. He is QB 10 right now. He's above Dak. He's above Tua. He's above Cousins. He's above uh, Danny Dimes. He's above... He's just below Watson by one spot. He's below Trevor Lawrence by two spots. Yeah, so, you're going to take him that high. You're just definitely going to have to take somebody later. I get it. Yeah, you got to draft like a Cousins and down, him. Yeah, but hey, hey, look, uh, Stephen, there are great topics. You brought up two very, very good topics, and and it's what people want to hear. They want to hear these things you just brought up, so I appreciate you coming up with some good topics here. Uh, let's go on over to Scuba Steve, then back to Ron Navy. Scuba Steve. Hey, man. What's, hey, uh, Smitty, what's going on, man? What's up, broski? Hey, uh, before I get into my topic, I, I guess it's good that uh, Ron Navy's on here because uh, I, I remember earlier you were talking about the whole Brock Purdy situation, and if that guy's uh, arm really isn't isn't ready to go, then that means that uh, Ron Navy must be le- loving his chances week one against the 49ers because I think that that could be an upset, bro. If if yeah, I'll let Ron speak to that in a second here. I will say that if if uh, if Brock Purdy goes out there not one hundred percent, he's going to get smashed to pieces by that Pittsburgh defense, and Ron Ron will tell you that. And if if let's say Trey Lance goes out there without confidence, his confidence could get shattered against the Pittsburgh defense. Now the Niner defense is going to push back. And the Niner defense is definitely going to try and do the same thing to Kenny Pickett. And so there will be a nice defensive contest that may be low scoring if the Niner quarterback situation isn't buttoned up. But I can tell you this right now, that that Brock Purdy better be 100% if they run him out there. My guess is they don't. My guess is they don't want him testing it against the, the Steeler defense. But we'll see what happens. I would be shocked 
if Trey Lance started week one at this point because it just seems to be going worse and worse and worse for him. It couldn't get worse for Trey Lance. Every single turn is bad luck for him. I just don't I just don't know what's going on, but I'll let Ron speak to it briefly. Go ahead, and then we'll go back to, to Scuba. Go ahead, Ron. All right. Yeah, I, I think, uh, for one thing, first game of the year, they're traveling from the West Coast all the way over. They're going to be jet-lagged. They're... I, I, I think Pittsburgh wins this game. I don't think it's an upset. I think Pittsburgh's just going to turn a lot of heads this year that people are so down on them. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, it's a biased opinion, you know, but it's a, a, a true biased opinion. I mean, that's how Pittsburgh's I feel. Pittsburgh Steelers are a true always bias. a pain in the ass to play, especially at home. It's they always have been opinion. and they always will be. And, the thing is, is we always win our opening opening game at home. Yeah. We 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 hardly ever lose the game at home opening opening game. Right. Well, Ron, Ron, as you know, I, I'm a Ravens fan, so whatever. But uh, I, I will say that uh, you know I, I love watching T.J. Watt play. Um, he's one of the best players in football at any position. Well, an unbelievable athlete. athlete. Good. Once he got injured. We started losing games because he wasn't in there. So yeah, he's a, a big part of our of our team. So um, and then and then the, uh, what you were saying earlier, I, I do redrafts. I do differently. I, I do like you know, but best balls differently, especially on underdog because you have to have three starting wide receivers, and so it's a little different with best ball than it is like in a redraft where, you know, some leagues you got two running back, one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex spot, tight end. And so I do, my draft looks totally different with a redraft than it does in best ball. Right. I'm just straight 12 team half PPR. I've got one league. That's it. Um, All right. I don't have the time right. or the inclination Hang to tight. deal with rookie Hang drafts tight, Steven. and all this other Okay. Stuff. I got to keep it moving, guys. Uh, Anthony Richards, look at this team right here. Uh, Anthony Richardson, Jordan Love. This is an example of what you just said, Stephen. Can you can you roll with Anthony Richardson? I got Richardson and Love as my quarterbacks. Um, I went uh, Bijan, Gibbs, Kenneth Walker, Charbonnet. I got Alave, Drake, London, Jahan Dotson, Darren Waller, Kincaid. So that's a that's a pretty solid team that goes yeah. along with the the quarterback, the risky quarterback, high risk, high reward quarterback yeah, play that's, that's that's a fact yeah and uh, this is a, this is a this is a I'm nice surprised look. you did i'm surprised you went with jordan love and didn't get more of a uh of a veteran there as your second like you were talking about before uh i love i like jordan love a lot though so I, i'm yeah, gonna you, that's your guy i think See, he's gonna that's throw what talking about. that's uh, what makes fantasy football fun and interesting is he's your guy you have him pegged nobody else is going to tell you any different and you're going to draft him. yeah Let's not get carried is that a away. Now, draft or is that one you're working on right that's now? The, I, the last pick was Jordan Love, so I'm, I'm right in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, it's it's in round. Oh, okay. uh, that was my. So, so maybe, maybe later on, I, I can I can pretty much. He's gonna pick. A, he's gonna target uh, Hal. Yeah, pro- probably would be kids. probably would be the next one <laughs> I would I would take. Um. Yeah, yeah I'll probably get I'll probably get uh, you know. Nathaniel Dell on this squad, probably going to get um, 
I mean, it feels pretty good. This is a really, really good-looking team. I need another tight end because these guys share the same bye week, week 13. But uh, let's go back over to Scuba. I love, I love your tight ends. Waller and Kincaid's my, my man. Yeah, this is – I mean, same bye week, but I'll get another one in there. I, I do think that could that could thrive. But, but yeah, Alave, Love, Dotson. I mean, Bijan Gibbs and Walker Charbonnet. I'm feeling really, really good about this one. Uh, Scuba Steve. Hey man, uh, I didn't know if you talked about this yet because uh, I, I did get, I did come in like an hour late. But um, Rashad White, uh, some guy uh, from like Fancy Radio or something. I was just reading the reports. He was yeah. saying that he expects to, that Rashad White's going to be seeing um, a lot of a lot of passes caught his way. Um, is, is that something that uh, that makes you like want to go one, all in on this guy, or uh, do you think that because of the whole Baker Mayfield thing, you don't really want to? Want to go after it's a great question, and I'm going to put this uh, piece of news on screen. It was something I did want to talk about. I was tempted to do a video on it, but I, I didn't have time uh, today. But here's the here's the news that Scuba is talking about. So, yeah, Rashad White speaking on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio. Buccaneers running back Rashad White himself said he expects a lot of balls to come his way <laughs> in, in the passing game. Now, I will I will say this. Scuba, the difference between a football headed your way and a football headed your way that you can catch are two two entirely different things. I've never seen two quarterbacks look more pathetic and pitiful in my entire life uh, than the the footage. Consecutive throws by Trask and Baker rotating. These guys look like they were, when you line up a bunch of kids in freshman year in high school and you don't know which one's the quarterback none of them have played football yet you line the entire team up and you they try and identify four guys that can throw the football even remotely good they say everybody throw four passes everybody throws four passes get those five guys out of line this looked like two guys you would have removed from your freshman year lineup when you're trying to figure out who could throw the football if you were a freshman coach in high school, you would have ripped both of them from the line and said, you guys are probably playing defense. Get over there in the other line. There's no way these guys are professional quarterbacks. They looked god-awful. <laughs> they couldn't hit players that were 12 feet from them. It was insane. It was back-to-back. So when you ask me, am I excited about any Tampa Bay player, right <laughs> now, no. Could I Could I get excited again? Baker did show some promise in, in, in L.A., he did. I mean, for a moment in time, he marched his team back, and it was it was just it was a really nice effort effort by him. But I just don't think this guy, when you put him in a prominent role, he's going to succeed. I think when his back's against the wall, like Fitzpatrick coming into a game for three or four games with nothing to lose, I could see Baker, like he did in that Rams situation, coming in and looking somewhat impressive. A defense not prepared for him. He's coming in. No defense is even watching film on him. He comes in, somehow does something. I mean, he was impressive in that one game. But Baker looked absolutely awful. And I can't, Smitty, approve any one of these Tampa Bay players. But maybe Mike Evans. And and I don't even know if I'd Smitty approve Godwin. Because Godwin's got to get a good football thrown to him. He's a route runner. He's a short yardage He's a, a, a you know, a, a specialist, you know, a, a reception specialist. And Mike Evans, at least if the football is anywhere in his vicinity, he can go up and jump ball with pretty much any defender that, that you know, he that's around him. And he can figure it out. 
I, I feel like Evans is ADP so low too. I'd maybe take the gamble. I don't mind Evans as my fourth wide receiver, and I've done it in underdog where I've got him as my fourth wide receiver, and I kind of like it. They're going to be down. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton. Evans is the only guy. It may be Godwin if they both fell that I want. I just fear that Rashad White, as much as I love him, I feel I feel like you're not going to get. He's not going to get a fair shake. He's going to go out there and get 3.4 yards per carry, get smashed at the line of scrimmage. They're going to try to throw the football to him. I, 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 I so it's so sad. It saddens me to say I'm not in, all in on Rashad White, and it, it's not because of him. It has nothing to do with him. If he got traded tomorrow to a good situation, I'd be so happy and excited. I'm not saying he'll bust. I'm just saying I can't draft him right now around the players that he's going around. So can I ask you um, Bank, the Tampa Bay situation? Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah, go ahead, Scuba. I was just just going to say real quick before like, Ron uh, says something and uh, to give it over to Ron. Um, uh, the Tampa Bay guys, because I know that like, you do a lot of best ball and like redraft content. Uh, the, would it be safer for someone to – because you don't know how it's going to play out because they are – like you said, like, they are going to be down a lot. Uh, would it be safer to target those guys for, like, best ball as opposed to, like, redraft? Because in redraft, I mean, depending on how late they fall, you, you're probably going to get – you're probably going to start like those guys. Like, it's not like you're going to depend on them until, like, maybe, like, a bye week or whatever. Whereas best ball, like, you don't even have to worry about it. If those guys end up, like, blowing up and they have, like – they end up having, like, a top scoring week because, like, the Tampa Bay is down, that maybe, like, you, you end up getting, like, some points in it. Like, there's no, like, guesswork for it. Would, would, uh, would that make sense more? How do you – how do you um, – what do you think about that, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I, look, I, again, I, I like I like Evans in that scenario that we painted. Um, maybe Godwin a little bit more than I'm thinking at the moment if I really reflect on it, but I, I don't know where Godwin's – Godwin's ADP. Let me let me check, check the uh, the rankings right now and see where he is on Underdog Fantasy Promo code SMITTY, where you can get up to $100 bonus matching your first deposit. We draft on underdog, guys. We we draft on underdog. Um, so make sure you're signed up and ready. You what? I think he's below London. Ahead of Evans, below London. Yeah, so so Evans is, is below Hollywood, um, right where Kadarius Tony is, which again was way below Pittman, like seven spots or something like that below Pittman. Uh, Evans is right above Pickens, right above Dotson. And Godwin is... Yeah, right right below Pittman. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think I could take him there. I can't take Godwin or... No offense, Steven. Godwin or Pittman when guys like London are barely going off the board... And I'd just rather have Kadarius Tony than either one of them. I'd I'd rather roll that dice. You could call it a dice roll, but I'm fine with that. Well, if I'm not mistaken, Godwin, uh, his rookie season was what 2018, or I think it was 2018. So it, five years in, he's been around a minute. So he's uh, a slot, you know, though, slot receiver. Yeah. Because Jarvis Landry did pretty dang good for a while with Baker throwing to him. I probably watch Baker more than any of you guys. And I would check the slot, which is Godwin, because he couldn't get the ball to OBJ. I would He's kind of the deep threat. And then I would think he Baker was pretty good at screens. 
So White might be good. I would have to go back and look at the stats on Baker to see how many passes went to the slot and, and to the running backs. Sorry, go uh, on. Look, I, w- I would say – I would say based on the film that we just saw, though, of Baker, I don't know that I would look at old. I'm just, no, I'm being serious. Like I understand what you're saying. I know, but I, but I like see it. I watched him on the Browns. It looks Trust awful, me. bro. It looks awful, and and he's a year older. Like all that stuff's got to be considered. I wouldn't go back in time and say, did Baker do this or look? Baker looks like he could barely make the team right now. I, he will, but he looks awful. He looks awful. Everybody looks sure. awful. Everybody. Sir Isaac, can you call on uh, about Dynasty? You can call on about anything you want, Isaac. Um, let's go. Safety's there, unlike Brady last year. Okay. I mean, yeah. Well, the way it's looking, Brady may be playing quarterback for the Raiders here this year. Who knows? No. Yeah, Ra- uh, Brady. He said he's not coming back. Yeah, Brady made it pretty oh, clear. Okay. He also have an ownership. Too early, Ron. Have an ownership in the team, too, though. Yeah, but you know what? For, for a big head like him, you know what I mean? For a guy that's done it all, uh, you know, what about being the only quarterback and part owner of a team to ever play for a season? I, yeah, that I don't think something. There's a, lot that, there's a lot of moving parts for him to get back on the field as a part owner, though. How do you kind of gauge when it's best to sit tight with the team as opposed to looking for a trade in Dynasty? Um, this is from Tristan. Is there always a move to be made? I would say that, like, I would always have an open door policy to a trade because you could always accept a good trade. I could trade Bijan. You know, as much as I would never, ever want to trade Bijan, I could trade Bijan. If I closed my door and I didn't know somebody was willing to knock on my door and say, do you want, you know, do you want Garrett Wilson and Gibbs, you know, for Bijan? And somebody wants Bijan that bad, I would, I would take that trade. I would take that trade. It'd be hard for me to do because I love Bijan so much, but I know I would have to use my brain. If I didn't have a quarterback and somebody's sitting on multiple quarterbacks and they can't use it, it's a one QB league, let's say, and they've got Burrow and Trevor Lawrence and they trade me Burrow and Gibbs. I've seen trades like that all the time. People will overpay for certain players like Bijan that they don't have in any league and they're, this is their only dynasty league. They want Bijan for, they'll give up the moon for him. So always keep an open door. But do I go looking I mean, there's some leagues where I, you know, I don't have time, but do I go shopping when I like it and I feel really, really satisfied with it? Not necessarily. I, you know, I don't always go shopping all the time, but I'll definitely leave my door open. But I would say if you feel like you can win it all, if you look at your roster and you're like, that's a damn good team and I don't have any holes, I feel really good about it. You don't have to go shopping around all the time. Sometimes you get yourself in uh, trouble. You, you got to let it ride, especially for the first two or three weeks of the season. Uh, everybody panics. Um, and I've found that, uh, you know, uh, picking people up, ahead, is, a lot of people get dropped or whatever for no reason other than people just panic too early. You know I, what I mean? You got to just relax and, uh, and let it ride. I think sometimes until, until people get their really, really worth moving on. I think sometimes people get themselves in trouble because they don't know when to stop and tinkering over tinkering can, can, you can end up trading your great team away. So if you're one of those people that that ruin good situations with your team, definitely hold back and, and get maybe a, a person to bounce stuff off of. And don't circumvent that little process you set up. If you've got a buddy that will shoot you straight and tell you, don't do that trade, don't do that trade. And I, I mean, I have one of them. I'm right here. You can ask me a question anytime you want. Um, I will shoot you straight and maybe make an agreement with yourself not to make a trade unless you run it by 
the channel or you know we do a group chat question or whatever like don't don't come come to me when it's all when it's already been done and you're like should i have made that trade you can definitely safeguard yourself nobody watching should make a bad trade because you can literally come here and propose it and get it and get a, an answer especially if you super chat it goes right uh, to the top i i can't wait to go to my draft party and and get my uh my team and bring it in for everybody to crucify well, it's going to be a great time. Why don't you go to your draft, Stephen? Go make a great team. Come back and let us celebrate it. Why? Why are you set well, yourself up for I'm failure? Here. I'm sitting here learning. That's okay. what I'm trying to do. Okay. Well, let's let's go out and crush the draft, Stephen. We got this. All right. Don't come back and. I mean, set... when when is your draft? When's Stephen's draft? It was yesterday. Oh, it, it won't be until <laughs> August. <laughs> he missed yeah, it. So you're just studying. This is all studying right he now. He auto-drafted. He missed it. I've been studying for 10 years, you know what I mean, uh, on this crap. I've never finished yeah, lower you than third. Always... I've just never won it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, then you're good. We got you, know, you Steve. I'm, I'm in Steve. the running. I just, uh, you know, the bridesmaid, never the bride type of deal. And look, if you're second, you're last. And and I don't like you're that. learning. You're learning from Smitty, so that's good. Yeah, we. When's your I'm draft? You guys, you, Ron, uh, uh, everybody. I'm learning from the chat. You know, uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying to better myself when I have an opportunity, uh, and that's difficult. I love Stephen. Yeah, sometimes. When's your draft? Do we have a date set or no? Oh hell no! I won't know until it's over. The yeah, first like part of August. I It's freaking me. <laughs> All right. I wonder uh, how many people have just straight up auto drafted and literally won their league. Like they didn't know what they were, know what they were doing. Just not many. I would say not many. All right. Anyway, not to 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 change topics here, but let me let me refresh refresh Twitter real quick. Just make sure. So yeah, there's a, a confirmed report from NBC Sports about Rogers being linked to the NFL gaming investigation. Uh, in the fourth year of his rookie contract, a lengthy suspension could void his $3.44 million remaining, including a 2743 guaranteed a $25 money. Bet. Uh, Rogers has appeared in 45 games as a professional, including 10 starts, nine of which came last season. He is currently listed as a starting corner on the team's unofficial depth chart. But let's keep in mind, guys, I really, really do believe the fact that it's being probed and we don't have, you know, any actual determination yet. And the fact that according to the report I read I had read earlier on the top of the show that it was an associate that created an account and made twenty five, thirty dollar bets. If they can't tie that money to Pittman, then this guy that he knows, unless there's some policy, and maybe there is that your <laughs> that your family or Wait, friend not not Pittman. You said Pittman. It's the other it's the right, Rogers, sorry. Rogers, if yeah. there's some, if there, yeah, sorry, thank you. If there's some uh, rule somewhere in their contract or some kind of part in their contract that says you're responsible for like people in your household that make bets or something like that, I could, who knows? So if this guy lives with, like, we, we don't know what's in the contract because a lot of that, those details come out to us later from Schefter and Rappaport. So we'll have to see what happens. But my early guess is that this probing may come back with a nothing burger or. It's going to be controversial because if, if if his associate did this and they're trying to link him to it and they can't quite connect the dots, but they're trying to reach a little bit to connect the dots, I think people are going to be pretty upset about this situation. Because, like, then what are you doing? 
then what are you doing? You're making determinations and that, that I don't think you, you can make. Like, if this is not his account, it was not opened in his name, according to the report. The report could be wrong, but he, it was not opened in his name. I mean, it, maybe it was his Wi-Fi, you know, his IP address, whatever. Who knows? You know, did he create it at his house? Could have been, I don't, could have been a hacker. I don't know. But if it's not done in his name, if it's not put in his name, how can you really, if there was no conversation being had, like, hey, go put this money on there. And then, I don't know, what are they going to do? Go look for a $25, uh, $25 to win, $25, right? And, and, and they go to, what is his account, look for $25 deposits? <laughs> like, That's oh, mania. we could tell this money must have come from the best ball uh, or from the from the little <laughs> wager. We saw two twenty five dollar deposits come into your account. Two twenty. You must have made twenty five. I just don't think a player like I don't think a player in the NFL is going to bet twenty five dollars on their team winning a game. I don't see it. I think this is his buddy that had no money. His buddy mooching off him. Hope to God he didn't use his credit card. You know, doesn't have like his buddies having these open-ended credit cards. He just took his credit card and did it, Smitty. Well, then you're going to hear his buddy come in and say he did that and go ahead, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll receive the punishment I deserve. <laughs> yeah, I stole his credit card. Then you open up a fraud report with your credit card and you say, hey, this guy took my credit card. I didn't give him permission. You better get that, that, that all, you know, ironed out. Hey Smitty. Hey, hey, Smitty, your phone line's uh, full. Um, uh, AC says Smitty. Uh, yeah, almost. Smitty, don't want to scare you, yeah, but okay. therapist hey, has got you. He's got you scouted Bruce, pretty good. Bruce, I don't know Bruce what that is. Trying means. to call in, he said he can't get through, so I'm going to go ahead and hang up and. Okay. Hey, hey, Ron. Pittsburgh has always had a winning culture, so it's dumb to keep, you know, to to rule the Steelers out. I actually think Smitty. Has them winning in the North, but I, I understand they have a great winning culture. They're a great team, great leadership. I do appreciate the Steelers. Yeah. Well, we'll see about All right. that. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get off of here. Let, let hey. Bruce try to get in. Yeah, Bruce, right, call, I'll call talk it. to y'all later. All right, later, Ron. All right, later. Yeah. Uh, it, Rogers, he, he may have uh, downloaded the uh, underdog fantasy and took out twenty five dollars. You Kobe Ward Smitty and got fifty dollars. So well, you, you may be linked to this uh, this, this uh, investigation. I might, um, but you know, I guess my question would be, why didn't you do the hundred dollars to get the total hundred dollar you know max bonus match? Because if you uh, That's if you what I done. yeah, underdog will match up to twenty up to hundred dollars of your first deposit, not just twenty five. Don't be like Rogers. Don't be like <laughs> Isaiah Rogers, who just he just used my code. And he only got a bonus match of twenty five, and he could have got a hundred. You know, maybe there. Maybe well, he. I'm gonna, if I'm going to go to jail or have to pay lawyers' fees and everything, I'm going to do it for a hell of a lot more than twenty five dollars. He's not going that to jail for for betting. He's just going to get suspended. Hey, uh, uh, this is uh, the Bruce is on the phone. Marsman Bruce, what's up, Marsman Bruce? Or no, he's not hey, Marsman. I'm up, sorry, man. you're you're Marsman in my mind. I'm not a Mars. You're Marsman in my mind, Brucey. <laughs> What's up? Hey, I got a question on this uh, 49ers quarterback. I know you did a video, but here's the thing. What if Shanahan or Lynch said flat out, look, all three of you got to compete. We're not sticking to anybody. Um, Who's the he, third one? 
Sam Darnold. Uh, look, they're not they're not doing Darnold. that. They've made it really <laughs> really clear that Brock Purdy has the locker room. The only reason Shanahan is wavered, and I can tell you this, uh, it's not a, I don't have any insider information, but I can tell you just psychologically, using the psych degree. I can tell you right now based on Shanahan's changed verbiage that the only reason he's backed up off the Purdy's our guy and said that, well, you know, Trey can't earn the job back is because he was a little fearful that maybe Trey would have to start week one. And so he needed Trey to have confidence. Once Purdy is on track to play, we're going to start hearing more. Purdy's got the, the control of the locker room. Purdy's got the locker room. The players are saying Purdy's got the locker room. Trey Lance doesn't have that dog in him. And he even said, I don't want to be handed the job. I want to earn it, which you could respect in some ways. But at the same time, He's basically saying Purdy's the guy. Everybody's saying Purdy's the guy, so that's not going to happen. But if so do it you did, cuff, will you cuff Trey Lance and Brock Purdy in fantasy basketball? I, I mean, if you I, have to draft Trey Lance. Yes, I would, but I. But what if Sam Darnold's the guy? I don't think he is. Yeah, but you don't. <laughs> why? Uh, who cares what I we mean, think? He's failed. He's failed but, in two places. But, that's like saying Baker's the guy. No, that's not though. Because yes. because no, because the team believes in Sam over Trey. They believe in Sam over Trey. I mean, that means I guess Shanahan has like twenty three words for a play call. Maybe it's just too hard. He can't learn the system. I mean, twenty three words to call one play. It's ridiculous. But uh, I, Wild I Bill that's says what Shanahan does. Wild Bill says, do you get any benefits? Yeah, I mean, I only say it every time, Wild Bill. Here it is right here. I'll do the spiel again. Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty. They'll match up to $100 on your first deposit if you use code Smitty. Choose your first deposit wisely because if you say $10, they'll give you $10. But if you say $100, they'll match up to $100. Have to be new to Underdog Fantasy, promo code Smitty. There you go, Wild Bill. Wild Bill's my guy. Um, But no, look. You're arguing with the wrong person. Trey Lance should be starting over Sam Darnold. We all know that. A, a logical person that knows how to make quarterback decisions would know that. But Shanahan, for some reason, is not a normal person. And for some reason... Yeah, he, was on, he was on Cleveland when we drafted Manziel, and they wouldn't start him. And they had a right reason not to start Manziel. I'm not saying Trey Lance is that, but... I mean, is there some red flags we're missing here on Trey? No, I think you have a coach that doesn't know what he's doing with personnel. Like he didn't know okay. to go get Tom Brady and said that Jimmy G was marginally yeah, lesser. Was uh, not going after Mahomes. I mean, the, the track record goes on and on and on and on and on and on Fair and enough. on and on. So, I, yeah, I, I don't, but I think he likes Sam Darnold. And you got guys like Matt Mayoko, Mayako, Mayako, whatever his name is. <laughs> Matt Mayako <laughs> saying this number right here. Uh, oh, no, that that's him saying Brock Purdy will be ready for the start of the season, or will start if he's ready for the start of the season. Uh, where's my other thing? Matt Mayako, who is I, apparently the leader of the um, Niner, beat, you know, Niner beat writers. This right here. Sam Darnold. Matt Mayako says Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49er history. <laughs> I mean, that could be like Brandon Whedon. Jerry Jones was like Brandon Whedon throws the prettiest ball I've ever seen. Th- this no, this is re- this is the one of the dumbest things you could say, in my opinion. <laughs> it is. It does come It'd off absolutely bad. be amazing if all of a sudden he wound up being a top ten yeah. QB and 
took the 49ers to back to the uh, NFC Championship game. For sure. I'd be laughing I, I would root for him. Yeah, I, I just I, think he's done. I agree, I agree with what Max. Max, I've said this on Raj's live stream on Instagram. I said that if Darnold starts week one, I will be calling for his job. God, and not I'm, nonstop, I'm nonstop, nonstop. <laughs> like he should be fired. If Darnold starts week one, Shanahan should be fired. Fired. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. No, you're right. It's just comical to all Sam of us. Darnold, you gotta QB throw that guy in overall. there. Trey Lance, how many number one picks? Just throw him out there. For God's sake. Yeah, they I agree. Three for him. Yeah, and that's and that's uh, and as as Kate said, that's the lead beat writer for the Niners. The lead. Beat I mean, is writer. that a rift between <laughs> the GM and the head coach? Uh, according to my glasses here, I've got him on. That's Sam Darnold. He might be the best passer in 49er history. Oh, he didn't mean to throw it to that guy. He just threw it so badly it landed in that guy's arms. Oh. <laughs> Okay, then maybe maybe Joe Montana and Steve Young are better then. Let me go ahead and amend my statement. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. That's one, of the, that's one of the craziest things I've ever heard about. I see uh, Dan, Danny Dennis in the chat saying, I see ghosts now. Yeah, Sam that's Darnold exactly what I was going to say. That. Uh, Bill Belichick is so good at making rookie quarterbacks look stupid. Um, I actually felt for the kid uh, during that game because he didn't know where the blitz, anything was coming from. They threw the young boy in the fire. He couldn't even drink yet, by the way. He couldn't even buy beer. And you go against the Belichick defense, and he folds up and then loses his confidence. I don't know. It'd be a great comeback story. All right. Well, Smitty, uh, I got two quick questions for you. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna wrap the show up here uh, in a few minutes. So let me. Let me go. Who was that? Biagia. Yeah. All right, Biagio, ask your two questions, and I'm going to bounce you. Go ahead. We got All right, real quickly, Anthony Richardson comp, best and worst, and then I want you to flip the script on drafting Cardinals players because you're too attached. You're a Cardinal fan, so I want you to flip the script on the cards. Okay. But best comps, uh, Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson, um, I mean, we're talking about Jalen Hurts meets Cam Newton, but something in between. I don't think he's going to be as so good as Jalen Hurts. Biagio, let me speak! Go on. I would say it's probably a combination of the two. I don't think he'll reach Jalen Hurts' total upside ceiling because Jalen Hurts is potentially the number one, number two, number three fantasy quarterback. You could literally draft him as QB1 and you're completely fine to do that. I don't know if Richardson will climb right there. I think he climbs potentially stat-wise to the Lamar like five, six, seven territory, and I could be wrong. He could climb higher, but I'm not going to expect that. Nor am I going to promote that. So there's an upside for it. Like, could he get better than I'm suggesting? Sure. And as far as Cardinal players, bro, if I had to flip yeah, the script, not, not not the last guy, not Wilson, not the receiver. I want everybody else. Not going to happen. Finish him. No, you can't. Then you're blinded. Call terminated. Flip your own script. Biagia, I appreciate you. But I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. There's no reason to own a car. Maybe, maybe Biagia, I would say James Conner could just get so much volume that somehow, some way, for a string of games, he ends up doing well. But he could get hurt, okay? He could get hurt. Um, 
but I'm not I'm not I'm not banking on any Cardinal players. I'm just not. Uh Brucey, you're live. Hey, uh another quick question. I have almost all the rookie quarterbacks. Is there any single one of them I should get rid of? Like I have Richardson, I have Young or not Young, um Stroud and I have uh and I have Levis. Should I wait and say, okay, I'm going to wait to see which one's going to ball out, like give them a year, or should I start shipping one of them? I mean, I, the only one, I, I like Bryce Young and I like uh, Anthony Richardson. The only one I feel really, really confident in would be Richardson. And I like Bryce Young, but I don't know how long it's going to take, and I don't know if it's fully going to work out. I'm excited for him, but, you know, the the size concerns are are, are becoming a little bit more... I don't want to say real, but you know he does look awfully small back there. Behind the line, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I do like him though. Oh, yeah. So, so magical and, and amazing on the field, and his his processing is yeah. is legit. But I still really he's like him. The one, he's the one I didn't get. I have Stroud. Okay. Is, yeah, Stroud. Stroud is like I think Stroud could become a Jared Goff, which is like you know this year Goff's going to be like six or seven, eight, nine quarterback value. So like you know he's good. Stroud's good, but I would definitely say okay. Richardson's the only big dog there. I'm Levis. I could care less about. I'd shop him easily, but Stroud. I'll wait for Stroud to gain value, then I maybe flip him. But but yeah, I, okay. I, Anthony Richardson. I let it ride. I let it ride. Okay. All right. Um, and I, go ahead. I thought with the 49ers, I thought they were going to have the Bill Belichick mindset, which is everyone earn your spot. Because didn't he actually do that to Brady, too? He used to tell him, earn your spot. Like he just didn't hand it to him. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, hang, hang tight, real quick. Yes, Biagia. Yep. We're, 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 trying to, we're trying to wrap up here. What can I do for you, Biagia? Matt Biagia, back on the uh, line. Num- I want your number one underdog money exposure later. All right, later, Biagia. Uh Number one on money. We went over these earlier. And by the end of these four or five drafts, it will be Joe Burrow. Um, Charbonnet is a close second. Camara is up there for sure. Close third. Um, Swift is climbing, but still like at seven or eight. Alave, I think, is four or five. Watson's four, five or six. Those are my those are my exposures. Uh, Goff wide receiver course scares me as it should. Fantasy dad, appreciate you. All right, Bruce. Uh, final final ten seconds. Go. Uh, I just want to say thank you, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, uh, Bruce. I probably won't be live tonight unless news breaks, but I will definitely be oh, live I'm tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just letting you know. So if I right. go live, I'll hopefully see you later. If I don't, I'll see you tomorrow. Probably definitely before the 7 p.m. show, we'll be doing some premieres and things like that for tomorrow. So I'll see you tomorrow, pal. Okay. Thank later. You. Uh, Scuba, final 10 seconds. Go. Hey, uh, Smitty. So I've been seeing that uh, it seems like a lot of the fo- uh, fancy football analysts have, uh, like you in there, actually buying into uh, B. John Robinson. So I want to ask you, come September um, – Getting into like when everybody does like the a lot of people do like their drafts, uh, like probably about like the second or third week of that preseason or whatever. What do you think uh, final rankings of uh, pre-draft rankings? What do you think uh, Bijan Robinson's going to be like? Like how far up do you think he's going to be? Because right now I see him, I see him go as up as like four, 
And, like, the top three right now, uh, I guess it's, it's been all over the place because first it was Justin Jefferson, but now it's uh, McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, I think Saquon Barkley, and then I think it's uh, Bijan uh, for, like, PPR. So I, do you think he's going to go all the way up to, like, two? Like, do you think he's going to pass those guys? Like, well, um, I think I think the world's catching up to us. I think we got made fun of when we took him in round one when people were taking him at 14, 15, 16. All right, you're going to take him in round one. And we, we just we just brushed it off. And then when we started to say, and I remember I came out with a video that he's in my top six, I knew I was going to take heat for it. I took heat for it. Not in my community necessarily, but we took heat for it. Mainly in our, in our community, the reason people got mad is because we knew that it was going to shove him up to number six overall in our drafts. But I'm going to have a video coming out tonight or tomorrow that that will probably be talking, may or may not be talking about him as number one overall. And I think the fantasy community will catch up and every and you'll start seeing people act like they're talking bold about it, saying, Oh, I'd take him number one. I know that's bold. And I'm gonna I'm gonna surprise you, Bob, on the podcast, and Steve's gonna go, Where do you have Bijan? He's gonna go, I actually have him number one as the number one running back above Christian McCaffrey. And everybody's going to clap, and they're going to sing Kumbaya and act like they invented it. But you know darn well the boldest person on the planet in terms of content creation is sitting right here in this chair. And Bijan's been the number one running back for me. you know. And I'm going to put a video out talking about you know why, why you might have... And I've already kind of done this. you know. The video already did this before. But why you might go... Chase or JJ, if you're in some wide receiver heavy league and lineup requirement, and why you might go Bijan, but why you're going to go Bijan over CMC. So that video is coming, but uh, yeah, uh, you know, I I think he's going he's going to go number one overall periodically. I think he's going to go as the number one running back about forty to fifty percent of the time. So number three overall. And then the other percentage of the time, people will be like, I'm taking CMC. I'm not taking a guy that's unproven yet. And then we're going to get the people that talk about freaking Ritter and how it's the Atlanta Falcons. I can't take a guy in the Falcons. Well, you know what? Hold our beer. Hold our beer. The Bijan stock is rising. Stock on the rise. And it's not going anywhere, pal. It's not going anywhere. Well, because I remember, I remember uh, like I told you earlier, like, uh, this is like way back. I mean, I know this was like probably about like weeks ago. It was probably sometime last month. I did say, because uh, I do have the fourth overall pick, when it comes to draft, if he's there at four, I'm taking him. So uh, yeah. I'll be fine with that, especially right. like since how everybody's saying that, uh, that he's going to be the generational talent at running back. Uh, I definitely want I definitely want that guy. And to your point, I'm sure you're going to do the video tomorrow. So I know you, you'll uh, – you're talking about like the uh, 49ers medical staff. Uh, I wouldn't trust the 49ers medical staff to handle Christian McCaffrey, a guy that was that was pretty much already brittle, like uh, with Carolina. I mean, I know he had a couple seasons where he was playing and stuff, but I, I wouldn't trust Kyle Shanahan trying to manage uh, yeah. TMC. So I, I would definitely do that too. I'd definitely take Bijan. But that's all I got, man. All right. uh, sorry if I took a little bit over like the 10 seconds. Uh, you have yeah, that was a long me. 10 seconds, Scuba. All right, appreciate you, pal. Later. Uh, Bama, final 10 seconds, then I'm going to go to Purdue, who's a Mars man, so he's going to get as much time as he needs. But Bama, go ahead. All right, I got four names for you. The last pick of your underdog fantasy draft, who you got? Justin Ross, McCole Hardman, 
Robert Woods or Nathaniel Dell? Nathaniel Dell, and I'm taking him rounds before that just to be safe. I'm taking him oh, at really? 16. I'm taking him at 16 just to be safe. But yeah, Tank Dell, give me Nathaniel Tank Dell all day long. Secret weapon wide receiver receiver three in fantasy. And he's the only one you're listing that's on the moon man list. So you knew, you knew my answer before I said it. He is a moon man. He's a moon man. Hey, one, one more quick question. Uh, how do I get on the Uranus? Uh, I missed out on the moon man and the Mars man. <laughs> how do I get on Uranus? Uh, the we're I'm gonna have a discussion with my Mars men and Moon men card holders because I I yes. you know I told them I would not have another card but we've had such a crazy request amount of people wanting to get in the thinking is that if I do create one more card and I get the approval from my Mars men I'll ask Purdue on the phone right now and get his vote but I don't think anybody's gonna have a problem with it because I don't think we're devaluing the experience of the card to add one more card but the card would be basically the alternate group you you probably get picked on a little bit you'd be the you know the uranus group um but you the winner of that league if for any reason somebody left the moon men or mars men leagues if anybody left the moon men the mars men league we would pull the second plate let's say so whoever wins the mars man league climbs into the or the moon man league climbs into the mars man league the person that loses the mar the moon man league climbs or the Mars Man League climbs into the Moon Man League. The the Uranus group would have nothing to do with those leagues. Essentially, you'd always play in your group of twelve. But you, if you won the league and there was an opening, aside from the movement of those two, that doesn't count. If somebody left, and believe it or not, people quit fantasy. You never know. Somebody just say, "I might not. I don't want to do it anymore." Somebody, I don't have time for it. Like you'd be surprised. I do leagues with people. And one person quits a year in a league that I'm in. It happens all the time. We would pull from the Uranus group. So let, let me let Have me a great night. let me discuss it with them. We'll, we'll go for it. But take Dell, bro. All right, appreciate you, uh, Purdue. What are your thoughts on that? Would you have a problem if it didn't impede upon your spot? You never get bumped into the planet Uranus league or anything. But these people would be sitting there, hopefully they would be able to grab a spot if there was an opening and someone left. I think it's a big galaxy, Smitty. I think you know what you're doing. So, yeah, I, don't, okay. I think that's cool. Yeah, I, I think I think it would work. And it would not, they, they would, you'd have no risk of dropping into that league if you were a moon man. But, you know, just having a group of people that were there and the winner. And so the thing is, if you won the Uranus group league, Planet Uranus, and you won that league... And there is no opening, you don't get anything for it. You just get to play in this really high level league, and we'll live stream the draft. You know, we'll live stream the draft. So if you want to be in a high level draft, we'll live stream it. You know, we'll see who wins it. And then if the next year somebody bails, the person that wins that year gets it. So it's not like you gain any sort of like, well, I won it the year prior. It doesn't matter if there's not an opening. You just stay where you are. But yeah, we we might open up that. That would be kind of fun to have this like little league that that you know is kind of like the minors. For the movement of Mars men. All right. Um, anything else, Purdue, you want to talk about before I jump? Yeah, I, I just got to chime in on that 49ers quarterback situation. Uh, I don't know who it was. Was it the GM that said that Darnold throws like the best ball of any quarterback, 49ers quarterback? Is that what he's something like that? No, it was Matt Mayoko. Oh, the, 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 the le- yeah. And it, it's one of those things that, you know, if someone can throw a good ball, they could throw a nice spiral. It doesn't make them a good quarterback. So I don't read too much in it. It's one of those. 
No, but but but, but this comment's the most talented thrower. Like I, I don't think like that that is that isn't just a spiral. Like that would be one like you could throw the best spiral in the world and not even be in the NFL. You could say I throw the tightest spiral in the world. This is the most talented thrower. Look at this comment right here. So this is Matt Mayoko, the lead beat writer for the San Francisco 49ers, practically the leader of the fan base. They love this guy. NBC Sports Matt Mayoko believes Sam Darnold might be the most talented thrower in 49er history. That's a bold, crazy, weird, ridiculous statement. But I, I get what you're saying, but it definitely was not made, you know, to be like a certain part of the throw or the spiral. It's like talent most talented thrower. Like really? Like yeah, does, no, does he not know who played for the Niners? <laughs> it's crazy. Um the other thing, and, uh, you know, I got to say about Trey Lance, I've been a, a skeptic for, well, basically since he was drafted. So, I mean, I think it's one of those situations where the guy just doesn't translate. I don't know if that's that's really what we're dealing with here. And, you know, he's like a Ryan Leaf or a Jamarcus Russell or something like that, where it's just like they invested high, took a gamble, and, you know, burned him. Yeah, but the problem is he hasn't been given a shot. Like that's the problem that sucks. Is like they, you know, they run him like a fullback. He gets hurt in week two, like in the very beginning of the game too. Week one was a mud bowl. Nobody was doing well from the quarterback perspective. The the game prior to that, he won a, a, a playoff implication game against the Houston Texans and looked great. You know, so like the only game you could even look at that was a start was that Houston Texans game. I think in week sixteen or seventeen, he won that game. The Niners made the playoffs because of it, essentially. And then he looked phenomenal, and then Shanahan pulled him out. And then that ruined his development. And we said in our Niners shows that we did that once you put him in, you cannot take him out. You you could ruin a quarterback's momentum and confidence if you start them and remove them. And what does Shanahan do? I blame Shanahan 100%. I don't blame Trey Lance. I blame Kyle Shanahan. He started him. He won. And then he pulled him from the lineup. And that almost ruined Jalen Hurts. That almost ruined Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts came out in his first game, played phenomenal. I believe he threw three or four touchdowns and three or 400 yards. Second game, I think it was like 345 and three or something like that. It was crazy. Third game, benched. This is old staff. Benched. Benched. Unbelievable. You bench him. After two after two amazing starts, he has one bad game. Bench him at halftime. I like Hertz escaped it all, but Hertz was even dealing with that from Sirianni, who we say is such a great coach, and, and he is in a lot of ways. But you could almost compare Sirianni and Shanahan in some ways to say that there's some things about what they do that that they God Sirianni didn't get his way when he tried to trade for Russell Wilson last offseason before the season began. And we knew Jalen Hurts was going to do what Jalen Hurts did. Apparently, Sirianni questioned it because he tried to get Russell Wilson. So, I, oh, bro, I don't know. I, I just, I think Trey Lance has been ruined, and I don't know that he's ever going to bounce back. Unfortunately, and this is coming from a guy that really believed in him, bro. I loved him. I don't know though. If you're like, if you're that good, I don't think you're just going to get ruined because you get pulled. You know, I think they deal with adversity as a as a professional player, and you. You look at Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, and here he is, you know, like they've, he's basically got unquestioned faith from, you know, the management there, and he's going to be the starter as soon as he's ready to play. 
I think I think he beat them. He just straight up beat Lance in in practice. I think he proved it to them, and that's why he's got the faith and confidence, right? And I, I, whatever's going on in practice, we don't we have no no real say or you know no visibility. Well, to, nobody beat anybody in practice though, because because Purdy came in off an injury. Purdy and Trey have never competed before together. So Purdy's been healing and he's starting to like, you know, get to a point where he's like, re- he's still rehabbing. So he's not, they've never even competed. Trey, Trey, Trey had the job and then Trey got injured in the very beginning of the year. And Trey can't even get a nod over Sam Darnold, who's incoming. You don't even know what Sam Darnold's going to really do yet, but Sam Darnold's track record overrode everything Trey Lance brought to the table. I get what you're saying, and part of me says if he can't beat out Sam Darnold, he doesn't deserve a start. And and I'm also telling you, I think Trey Lance has maybe been ruined, and so we don't. Need, I don't even know if Trey Lance can actually um, beat him out at this point. Like Purdy, I don't think he could beat Purdy out at this point. Purdy's got the locker room. I agree with you. Purdy's got all that. I don't think. Pur- but Trey Lance never played with with Christian McCaffrey. Like if Trey Lance had Christian McCaffrey and didn't get hurt. I guarantee you, we'd be looking at Trey Lance from a whole different light. Because, like, if you took if you took CMC off this roster and reinserted Brock Purdy back into the lineup, you're going to see a different Brock Purdy too. So, but part that that frustrates me is that Trey never even got a shot to play with the same weapons. Brock Purdy got handed Christian McCaffrey, and everything was glorious. Like, it, it, I, I just wish Trey could have started some games with CMC. Then we would have known what Trey really was. But I, I understand what you're saying, and, and there's some arguments to that. Uh, appreciate who dropped this right here. This was uh, Bama dropped. Bama! Bama dropped 10 gifted memberships. Bama to the moon. To the moon. Appreciate Bama. I'm sorry. Go ahead, uh, Purdue. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, good call. They, they never really truly competed in practice, but, you know, the, the coaches and, and staff, like, they – they see how one guy handles things in practice and they see how another guy handles it. And I think it's, it's like, like when they do the interviews or whatever for the draft, you know, you just kind of, you get a vibe from a guy. And I think they, they got that vibe from Purdy. I mean, at the time when they drafted Lance, they obviously, they believed in him. but like, how do you spend that capital and not, like you say, like not at least give them, give them a chance. So I don't know. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Hey, thanks a lot. Have a, have a good one. Purdue, Purdue, appreciate you, Purdue. Purdue is a Mars man extraordinaire. Mars man extraordinaire. Appreciate you, man. And uh, call in tomorrow and and look for that, that uh, Bijan video tomorrow. Appreciate you. Okay. Uh, we're out of here. Um, can't thank, um, can't thank uh, Bama enough for dropping this, this wad on screen. Gifting memberships out like it's candy. Um, Rockout says Sam Darnold is Bo Callahan. He sees ghosts. That's amazing. Nobody went to Sam Darnold's birthday party. Just like Bo Callahan. Nobody went to Bo Callahan's birthday party. Nobody went to Sam Darnold's retirement party. Nobody. (laughs) Smitty, bring in the Uranus group. Appreciate you. Terry Roberts, we might bring in a Uranus group. Maybe we even do some sort of like 96 team Uranus bash. <laughs> pause. Pause. That where planet Uranus bash, where you have like 96 of you competing for the top spot and the winner each year 
gets to go be the replacement of anybody that drops out of the Moon Man or Mars Man. That's what we might want to do. Instead of a card, it might be a 96-team bash. You each draft three players. You know, some kind of crazy, you know, eight copies of eight, eight copies of every player. I think that might be better. Get a whole bunch of people involved. That might be the way to go. That might be the way to go. Let's let's take a look, a deeper look into that. Uh, appreciate you all. Appreciate you all. Planet Uranus to the moon. Planet Uranus. <laughs> a Uranus. A Uranus. A planet Uranus bash for the ages. <laughs> it's it's such a play on words. You can't. Whenever you speak about it, the card it just it's going to create controversy. <laughs> Who's bashing what? Who's bashing what? Planet what? And off he goes to the planet known as Uranus. By the way, there are rings around Uranus. I don't know if anybody ever had joked around about that question, you know, in, in science class or, or astronomy. Hey, are there rings around Uranus? And um, the teacher would always say, ha ha, funny, funny, funny. They actually, I believe, found rings around Uranus. There are rings around Uranus. There are rings around Pluto. There are multiple planets that now have rings around uh, the planet. And that's an interesting fact that you just learned here on the show. Appreciate you. See you all probably Probably not tonight unless there's breaking news, but I'll go live if there's breaking news. But I'll see you all tomorrow. Yeah, and the winner, yeah, the winner will be king of Uranus. <laughs> In charge of planet Uranus. Uranus season. Uranus season. Wilson, Chris Olave, Drake, London, and Christian Watson. This is the Quad Squad, the Burn Unit, the Wolf Pack, the Four Amigos. I give you the four best friends that anybody could have. The Four Horsemen, Drafting Chase in Round 1, Hall in 2, Burrow in 3, London in 4, Tri Gibbs in 3, Burrow in 4, Wilson in 2, no problem. Combinations of these monsters will give your league mates nightmares, especially B. John 1, Alavi 2, Burrow 3, and Gibbs 4. Don't lie. You just made an oopsie in your pants, didn't you? Ride for horses at the same time, the four horsemen. I like that idea. Um, Hod Prime says uh, one Uranus player for each of the 27 moons. Do they have 20? I think it is 27 moons, right? If if so, that makes sense. 27, 27 Uranus cards will be made. <laughs> or the maybe the, the winner gets a card. I don't know I'm making 27 cards. The winner gets a card. The winner gets put on planet Uranus. The winner will get put on this. And off he goes 
to the planet known as Uranus. The Ur planet Uranus, the winner will be put on here for the life of this uh, animation. And they get a card and they'll be the alternate to, to join. All right, everybody, I'll see you later. Appreciate you.